U.S. Army hosted a conversation between Mike Krzyzewski and General Martin Dempsey, two iconic leaders shaped by basketball and the Army. Joining the Army can be looked at as an uncommon path. Why would you want to be common? You have an opportunity to join the best team in the world. Run to it. It's your opportunity. These legends are shaping up the next generation of young Americans. Be sure to catch the full conversation on NCAA.com. It is a late-arriving crowd here at Schuler Field, but an arriving crowd as we have got the stands probably about 80% filled here today for this one, the opening game of the 2023 game at home, season at home here at Schuler Field. The Lions are in their home blue jerseys here today with white bottoms, the white numerals, gold trim, and the white helmets. And for Hiram, they're in their all-white uniforms with dark blue numerals, also some red trim around those numerals, and the dark blue helmets here this afternoon. The coin flip has been held, and... The Lions won the toss. They're going to defer, so Hiram will take the ball, and the Lions have decided to take the win in the first quarter. And the wind, although the temperature is 71 degrees right now, mostly cloudy skies, the wind really is dormant. You look out there at the flagpole right behind the right beside the scoreboard here today and the flag is hanging limp but the Lions are going to take the field and kick it off here to the Hiram Terriers this afternoon. Yeah Dave just I'm sorry just a little bit of wind you know like you say it kind of comes and goes it picks up and then it kind of dies down now that the north end zone poles blowing pretty good here so uh, we'll see but yeah the little bit of wind the Lions will have the first quarter. So Hiram comes out onto the field, and they will have back set to return here today. Ricardo Jimenez, Jimenez, number two, a 5'9", 150-pound junior, and Bryce Kriegel. Kriegel is a freshman, 5'9", 170 pounds. He's number 27 on your scoreboard. So, well, let's check out there, and automatically we have... Changes. They are not the guys that are going to be running back the kickoffs. Tucker Marmosh is back set to return for Hiram. And also it looks like Antonio Campbell is back set to return for the Terriers as the clock hits triple zeros. And we are set to get underway here this afternoon. I'm Dave Mitchell with Chuck Murray. And now the referee for is staring out at the scoreboard, admiring the advertising that is coming up on there. Now we've got the 15 minutes up, and we're set to go. Well, the HCAC sent out a memo wanting games to start at 12 o'clock, and Dave, we're right at or you know right on time, so right it's 12 o'clock, so we're good to go. Farfsing is going to kick it off. He had an excellent day last week. Yeah, Kyle's it, been really consistent the last couple of years. Pinned Baldwin Wallace back deep a couple of times. Lions will be going from left to right across your computer screen. I'm Dave Mitchell with Chuck Murray. Farsing approaches the football, and he kicks it off. It's a low-line drive kick. It's going to be taken in by the back the back at the 16, 20, 25, out to the 30 on the play. And Nation, who is the man running it back, number 16, gets a good return of 23 yards out to the 30, and he will send his offense out onto the field. That's Sean Tejada, the quarterback, was 5 of 18. Four passing last week. The running back should be Egya Qualson Saki. Saki had nine carries last week, 17 yards. Anthony Brumbaugh will be the tight end. Rakeen Davis Hereford and Jarius Queen, along with Tristan Mollahan, are scheduled to be the wide receivers here today. Tahata, the quarterback, number three, and he sets off 
just to the right of him, Sackey. As the ball is on the near hash mark, Lions in that 4-3 defense, and the pass is thrown out to the right, and it is incomplete. Tried to get it to Tucker Marmash, the sophomore, out on the near side, but he threw it, just led him just a little bit too far, and it's second and ten. Yeah, good coverage there by Anthony Wright. He was right on him, but it took a perfect pass. Hoskins into the ball game at running back now for the Terriers. He's just to the right of Tejada. Tejada, one clap of the hands, fake handoff. Tejada's going to keep it around the right side. Got a lot of green across the 35. Out to the 37, maybe the 39-yard line where they'll find him bringing down. Nine-yard gain on the play, and it brings up third down in about a yard, Chuck. Yeah, Declan Brophy, nice open field tackle there. He had a lot of room there. So it's third down a yard. Marmash moves out of motion, dropping back to Hada. Tejada's going to be hit, throws it out into the flat, can't get anything on the pass. It falls incomplete just in front of Marmash, who was coming back to try to get it. And with 14-24, it's a three and out for the Lions defense. They'll get the ball on the punt. Yeah, interesting play call there, third and about less than a yard, really, and they, they drop back to pass. So good defensive stand by the Lions. Hey, with them having nothing to lose, watch the fake punt. Dropping back to punt the football away is going to be Chris Miller, number 31. Miller will punt it away from his own 39-yard line. And you're right, rugby style oh, kick. We got him. He's going to kick it away. No flag down, although they did drill Miller. And it'll be taken in by Cornell Beecham at the 22-yard line. Cuts to the near side, 25-30. And he'll be pushed out of bounds at about the 34-yard line. Boy, we might have caught a break there. We nailed their punter pretty good. Now, he was rolling out, so it's not a natural punt. So maybe the, the officials said, well, he maybe could be a runner, so we're going to let that go. 38 yards on the punt, about a 12-yard return for Beecham. And that'll set up the Lions. First and 10 at their own 34-yard line with Josh Taylor, the quarterback. We said he was 27-51 of 51 for six touchdowns, no interceptions last week. A quarterback rating of 160.9. You can't get much better than that. That's pretty close to perfect. Taylor, empty backfield. He's got three receivers out wide to the far side. He's going to throw it into the flat. Oh and it's off the hands of Gary Powell, the tight end. Bounced up in the air, but Hiram could not get it to claim the interception. And it's second down, 10. Yeah, it literally was right to him. Just, that's just a drop. Offensive line, Colin Kandra at left tackle. Aiden Studeville at left guard. The center, Danny Mabe. The right guard, Devlin Sawyers. And the right tackle, Donnie Jones. Lions... Average 206 pounds across that front line. Hiram in a 3-4 defense. Taylor throws it out in the flat. Complete to Pollard. And Pollard across the 40 to the 41-yard line. Six yards on the completion. And it brings up third down. And call it a long three. And just a quick quick out there. Good, nice game. Third and short. Boy, just a nice day for football here today. Yeah, really is. Third down. Call it three yards to go. Ball at the 41-yard line, still in Mount Territory. Beecham in the backfield, drops back, dropping back as Taylor throws it out into the flat, complete on the play to Joey Newton across midfield and into Hiram Territory at the 43-yard line. That's going to be a gain of 14 and a first down for the Lions. You know, I'm prejudiced here, but I think he might be the best third-down receiver in Division Three football. He is clutch. He would be absolutely close. <laughs> If not the best, Taylor throws it out into the flat. Nice catch by Porter. Porter along the sideline on the far side, tiptoes and steps out of bounds at the 35-yard line. Gain of eight on that one. And the line just coming out there, winging it all over the field. They haven't seen a run yet. 
Taylor in the backfield. He's got Beecham to the right of him. Ball on the far hash mark. Receivers out wide on both sides. Hand off to Beecham off right side. Across the 35. Breaks the tackle to the 30. To the 25. To the 20. To the 15. To the 10. Ty steps it into the end zone. Touchdown, Lions. That's a heck of a run by Cornell. He broke probably three or four tackles. Just pure strength there. Uh, they tried to arm tackle more than get him low, and he just bounced right into the end zone. 36 yards on the touchdown run by Cornell Beecham. 13-13 left to go in this first quarter of play. The Lions have jumped out on top 6-0. Kyle Farfsey, who was 4-5 for five in extra point attempts last week, comes in to attempt this one with Prater the holder. It's a high snap, but he gets it down, and the kick is good. 13-10 to go in the first quarter. Your score is the Mount 7 and higher of nothing on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community, open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Repairing a sewer line in your front yard can be costly and unsightly. Say goodbye to excavations and unsightly nuances in your front yard by calling Neiman Plumbing for all your sewer repair needs. Neiman Plumbing can repair your sewer line by using their trenchless, no-dig sewer repair. Say goodbye to having to repair your lawn. Neiman's trenchless sewer repair involves installing a liner inside the sewer line to prevent future backups. Call Neiman Plumbing, 513-851-5588 for your trenchless, no-dig sewer estimate, or visit them online, neimanplumbing.com. Real quick, Dave, uh, the, the women's team won the first set, 25-23, lead 8-4 to four in set number two. Farsing will kick it off, and it'll be taken in at the five-yard line by Malachi Nation. Bobbled it, went back, picked it up, and Nation's going to be hit at the five and dropped right there. Immediately dropped by Mariano McKenzie on the special teams unit for the Lions. Yeah, I think the, you know that would have been a really nice time for Hiram just a fair catch that to get it on the 25, but looking for the big play, dropped it, fumbled around. Now we got him pinned inside the five-yard line. Lions defensively, their front line averages 265 pounds. I'll tell you one thing, Chuck, when you look at this offensive line for the mount, the defensive line, I should say, averages 234 pounds. The offensive line for Hiram, 296 pounds an average on their front five. Yeah, that's a big offensive line. They're obviously not getting enough push in these games, though. Gabriel Hoskins set to the left of Tejada, the quarterback ball at the five, first and ten. Hand off Hoskins off the right guard. He'll take it up, gets it up to about the eight-yard line, so a gain of three. Yeah, a bunch of guys in on the tackle there. Couldn't quite make out who it was, but it was a... Well, they're going to say he was dropped back at the six. Yeah, they don't count that two-yard roll, I guess. So now Hoskins is going to check out of the ball game at the running back position. And into the contest now is Egya Kwaizansaki, junior running back from Rio Mesa. 12.25 left to go in the first quarter. Second down, nine yards to go from the six. Tejada drops back into his own end zone. Steps up, throws a duck over the middle, and nobody was there. Closest man 
back to get the ball was Devin Donaworth. Yeah, I think uh, on a blitz there, uh, Declan Brophy kind of hit his arm a little bit, and uh, that caused the ball to kind of flutter like that. So we got him in third and long here. Third down, nine yards to go, 12-17. Left to go in this first quarter. Lions lead at 7-0 here at Schuler Field. Third down, nine yards to go. Ball right at the seven-yard line. Make it about the six. Dropping back to Hada in his end zone. Steps up into the pocket. He's going to throw it deep over the middle, and it is intercepted on the play by Price. Price intercepts it at about the 38. Runs it across the 35 to the 33, and Price picks up the interception. His first of the year for the Lions. Yeah, that, that was a, really not a good pass. It was double coverage. He really wasn't open. Tried to force it in there, and Austin basically playing center field back there, makes the interception, sets up the Lions' great field position. So the Lions will take it over at the Hiram 29-yard line with 12.06 remaining. Already up 7-0. They go with the empty backfield. Three receivers out to the near side. The short side is the far side. Dropping back Taylor. Has to run out of the pocket. Looks upfield. Rolling to his left. Throws it over the middle. It is complete to Porter. At the 15, he'll skip out of bounds inside the 15 at about the 10-yard line. Yeah, there was a corner blitz off Josh's left side, and he uh, avoided it, spun out, and hit Omar wide open down the uh, far sideline. About 18 yards on the reception. Taylor, 3 of 5, passing for 31 yards so far in this game. Mariano McKenzie into the ball game. He's in the backfield for the Lions. 11:45, fake handoff, and the pass is going to be thrown into the end zone to Pollard. Went up with it and incomplete. Nice defensive play by the Terriers on the cornerback play right there by Gabriel Lawson. Make that Tavanta Rivas. Yeah, he was right with him. Really good defensive play. Uh, so we're second down. We got the long 10 to go. We're second goal from the 10. Devin Holtz into the ballgame at the running back position now. Second down. Call it 10. Holtz going to get the handoff around the right side. Cuts uh, to the 10. Flag on the play, and he's upended yeah. right at about the 9-yard line by Hiram. Again, Revis. My guess would be a hold on, on us. Revis led the team in tackles. Last week, he had a nice job, and he also had one interception in the ball game. Wait for the officials to sort this out, but I would assume they threw it in the area of holding. And now we'll get the call. Yeah. <laughs> well, we won't get the call. <laughs> yeah, we got a, a, a big vibration, but they're walking back, Dave. So it's probably probably holding. I hope that wasn't me turning up the mic. <laughs> Nope, it's not me. <laughs> yeah, they better get that fixed. We can't live with that all game. That's better. All right, so the hold against the Lions takes them back to the 20-yard line. And it'll bring up second down. Goal to go for the Lions. But this time it's back. They're going to mark it just inside the 20 at about the 19. Now it's McKenzie in the backfield for the Lions alongside Taylor. Ball in the center of the field. Receivers out wide on both sides. Trips to the near side. Taylor drops back. Good pocket. Looks into the end zone. He's got a receiver, but he overthrew Austin Brock tremendously. He was wide open by about five yards, Chuck. Yeah, Austin turned their corner back around. He did a 360 and lost him. He was open. Josh just overshot him. Third down, goal to go for the Lions. 
Good route, good call, just just missed him. 11-17 left to go in this first quarter of play. Lions lead at 7-0. They're knocking at the door again. Hiram in that 3-4 defense, and they spread that defensive line out as far as they can. Now McKenzie comes in late, and he's going to go out wide to the left-hand side. Play clock is down to four. Lions still have a second to go. Taylor got the play off, just got it off before the 30-second clock went by. Now he's going to roll out to his right. He's going to step almost out of bounds and then cut back in at about the 12 inside the 10, and he's out of bounds at about the 8, and it'll bring up fourth down. Yeah, I would figure they'd go field goal here, but uh, I don't see the kicking team going out there, so it looks like they're going to go, well, Yep, now they're going to go for it. Powell is going to come into the ball game now for the Lions at the tight end position. And Eli LaFrange will also come in, so the Lions will go with a two tight end set. It'll be fourth down, the ball at the eight-yard line, and it's goal to go. Yeah, Hiram did a nice job defensively in the secondary there. Just Josh couldn't find anybody, tucked it up and ran, got what he could. Lions are going to... Roll the dice here. Beecham in the backfield. Porter's going to move in motion to the line. Stops near the line. Fake handoff to Beecham. Throws it into the end zone. To Paul. Touchdown, Lions! Really nice play fake there by Josh. Gary wide open in the flat. I think the thought process was if we don't make it, we got him pinned inside the 10. Instead, they roll the dice, get the 6, and hopefully 7 here. Nice play. Gary Powell with his first touchdown catch of the season. And the Lions with 10.22 to go in the quarter lead at 13-0. Coach Coral really designing uh, some really good plays here. Lions again getting somebody into the ball game late, but the play clock has just now hit 15, so they've got plenty of time. Prather will hold it for Farsing. Last time the snap was high. That's a good snap. And Tyler gets it down. The kick by Kyle is up and good. 10-18 to go in this first quarter. Your score, it's the Mount 14 and Hiram Nothing on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Sometimes circumstances require the services of a private investigator. And when that happens, contact Official Investigations and Security Services in Cincinnati. They specialize in surveillance, insurance fraud investigations, workers' comp, witness location and protection, accident reconstruction, and stolen auto and construction equipment. Official Investigations and Security Services also provides mobile notary services throughout the tri-state area. So for your needs, Call the best. Courtesy, professionalism, experience, and results. Official investigations and security services at 844-263-3424. What or who is Nesco Resource? We're a nation of individuals who are passionate about helping our communities and the people in them. How do we do it? We find companies that need staff and we match them with talented people to do great work. With so many openings in your area, we can help you find the right fit for your schedule, for your skills, and for your life. With Nesco, you're closer than you think to your next opportunity. Chuck couldn't ask for a better start for the Lions in a game that they should win. Yeah, uh, two touchdowns in less than five minutes, and, and even deferring, knowing they'll get the ball coming out of the second half. So really good start offensively and defensively. Farfsing will kick it off from left to right, and taking it in for Hiram will be Nation. Nation at about his seven-yard line, cuts it to the center of the field, 
to the 15-20, and he's going to be brought down outside the 20 at about the 24, make it the 25-yard line for the Terriers, and that's where they're a start. So far, Tejada in the ballgame, 0 for 4. Yeah, defensively, you know, we've been really good putting some pressure on him and uh, making him throw some ill-advised passes. And, uh, you know, it starts with the pass rush. You get a good pass rush, you're going to hurry him and force him into some bad throws. Tejada is a sophomore, 5'10", 165 pounds. And the sophomore lines up in a pistol formation with the running back to the right of him. And the handoff, fake handoff. Tejada's going to throw it out into the flat, and it is complete on the play to Hereford. And Hereford is going to take it across the 30, out to the 32-yard line. Yeah, he did a nice job avoiding what we had him tackled for no long, uh, for no gain. We missed the tackle. I noticed the last play, uh, Dr. Robert Berger, our team physician, ran over to the Hiram side, so I hope no one's over there seriously injured. Second down, call it eight, long eight yards to go. And the handoff is going to go right up the middle. And that goes to Starks, and he's going to take it out to about the 34-yard line. He'll pick up a gain of about a yard on the play. That's Saki, excuse me. Quazon Saki, number 20, 5'8", 190-pound bowling ball in the backfield. He stays in the backfield. Now Saki moves to the right Oh, and moved. now there's yep. some movement on the line, and that's off the wide receiver on the far side for Hiram. Jarius Green, wide receiver from Mobile, Alabama. Yeah, just wanted to get a little early jump. So instead of third and one, now we're back to third and six. So they're pretty well, much going to have to throw the football here, Dave. That was easy to see, but then again, if you watch the Kansas City game on Thursday night, watching the right tackle for oh. Kansas City all night long was – Kind of disgusting. Ridiculous. I don't know how they could. They missed it all night. Tejada has got Saki to the left of him. Takes the snap. Now rolls out to the left. Heavy pressure. He's going to get hit and brought down at the 15-yard line. Boy, great play there by the Lions. Anthony Picking Wright. it up. Anthony Wright and also Declan Brophy yeah. in on it. Yeah, again, pressure on the passer. Pre you know, it just makes you. He was rolling to his left trying to avoid it, but. Anthony's a fast guy, got there, and like you say, both guys got him, so now they got to punt into the win from their own 16. Boy, so far, Hiram, 19 total yards of offense yeah. in this game. 8.35 left to go. Coming in to punt the ball away is going to be Miller. Miller, rugby-style kicker, gets a high, short kick. It's going to hit in Hiram territory and be down at the 48-yard line on the play. And that's going to be a punt of 31 yards, and the Lions will take it over in Hiram territory. Yeah, nice decision there by Cornell. I know he wants to come up and catch it and run it back, but uh, it was kind of a fluttering kick. He wasn't close to it. Get away from it. We'll take the ball at the, uh, you know, they're 49 to start. Lions thought that Beecham was probably at about 100% for this game. Last week he was playing with that tweet Tammy. Well, if Hiram... You know, after that run, they better think he's at 100%. Because if he's not, they're thinking, oh, my gosh, what's he at 100%? Jackson Gifford into the ballgame now at running back position. Lions going with two running backs. Receivers out wide on both sides. Ball in the near hash mark. And the handoff goes right up the middle. And it goes to Holt. And Holt skips his way through the 45 down to the 43-yard line. That's a gain of Call it a long five. You know, the Lions, they, you know, they clearly make their living on throwing the football, but I, I, I know they'd like to get some running going today. Last week struggled a little bit in the running game. 
And the handoff goes around the right-hand side, close to a first down. That's Gifford. Check that hold, excuse me, Holt, carrying it around the right tackle. He's got it up to the 40, and he'll be stopped just shy of a first down. It'll bring up third down, Chuck, at about a half a yard. Lions go quick, hurry up, and the handoff goes to Holt again around the left-hand side. He's going to be upended and dropped back at the 40. No gain on the play. He might have been better off instead of skipping it outside to just put his shoulders down and going for it around left tackle. Yeah, good point. Uh, I think Devin's got to learn in that situation. It's third and one. You don't need to dance around. Just go straight ahead and pick up the first down. Got an injury on the field, and that is Hiram. One of their DBs is down. And now he is up, and he'll skip off with a right ankle injury. That's Gavin Cruiser. Yeah, sophomore you, linebacker. I'm sorry. If you're first or second down, you can dance around a little bit, try to make that big play. But when you're third and short, you got to get it up in there and get the first down. There has to be a reason Mr. Cruiser came to Hiram. Talk about legacy or whatever. He's out of Springville, Utah. Wow. Came all the way out I'd to lo- northeastern Ohio. I'd love to know that story. 727 left to go and running. Lions. Quarterback draw. Quarterback here, I would think. could be a quarterback draw. Yeah. Or maybe just trying to draw them off. Play clock is down to 25. They've got a lot of time on that play clock. Taylor, they're going to snap it. He's going to throw it out of the flat, complete on the play. That's to Joey Newton at the 35, and he's going to be dropped at the 31-yard line. First down for the Lions yeah. on a gain of nine. Yeah, that's a lot of confidence right there in Josh and Joey to make that play because usually fourth and you know a yard, you're going to you know hammer it up in there. So first down, Lions. 6.58 left to go. In the first quarter, Lions leading at 14-0. Snap to Taylor. Throws into the flat complete to Ari Turner, and he's going to be dropped at the 22-yard line. That's a gain of about eight on the play. Yeah, we call it nine. Yeah, we mentioned last week how Ari's in the slot a lot more than lining up behind the quarterback this year. Good to see him get on the field a lot yep. more this year. Yep. Taylor, empty backfield. Three Receivers out wide to the left, two out to the right. Taylor looks to his right, throws it out to the right, complete to Zane Dine, and that's going to be complete at the 18-yard line and enough for a first down after a four-yard pass completion. Yeah, Josh is really sharp. He just missed the one throw, but other than that, he's been on the money. 6.23 to go in this first quarter of play. Lions already already leading at 14-0. They've had the ball twice and had two touchdowns. Yeah, going for the throat here. Beecham in the backfield along with Turner, and Turner gets the handoff. Skips to his left, but can't find any openings on that offensive line and is brought down at the 19. Yeah, Hiram did a night. They plugged that hole up pretty quick, so uh, really no gain or maybe even a little bit of a loss. And maybe a loss of about a football by looking at where the chains are. Yeah, that's what I was going by. 5.48 left to go. Second down 11. Gifford into the ball game now for the Lions. Two receivers on wide on both sides. Dropping back Taylor. Taylor, good pocket, throws out into the flat, complete to Beecham at the 15. Skips to his right, out to his left, breaks a tackle inside the 10, and he's going to be upended at the 6. Yeah, and again, they'll mark, mark him, excuse me, at the 5. Yeah, he just continues to break tackles. He's so strong. One guy can't bring him down. You need two or three or four guys to bring him down. 14 yards on the completion. Taylor, 8 for 12, 79 yards so far in the game. One touchdown pass. Taylor now completely out of the shotgun. First down, goal to go for the Lions with five minutes remaining at the five-yard line of Hiram. Taylor 
Takes the snap. Looks to his left. Bounces. Now goes to his right. Now spins to his left. Throws it into the end zone. Back of the end zone. Complete on the play. Newton. Touchdown, Lions! Nice little five-yard touchdown pass from Josh Taylor to Joey Newton. Taylor's eighth touchdown pass of the year. Lions with 4.56 remaining in the quarter. Now lead it 20 to nothing. Yeah, Josh was flushed out of the pocket, rolled to his left, threw back across his body. Joey ran across the back of the end zone. Touchdown, Lions. Farfsing in to attempt the extra point. Good snap. Kick is up, and the kick with the wind to his back is good. 4.53 left to go in this first quarter play, and the Mount doing what they needed to do. They're on top of the Terriers, 21-0 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Think better. Feel better. Be better. At Iron Sharpens Iron, 5229 Montgomery Road in Cincinnati, train with passion and purpose. Be challenged by the three core principles, strength, core, and cardio. Make yourself better mentally and physically. Iron Sharpens Iron provides a fun and effective fitness training that you'll love. Try one of their six different programs, the Iron Circuit, Early Burn, Thrive, The Good Fight, Trinity, and Super Saturday. Ready for a better gym experience? Get to Iron Sharpens Iron today, 5229 Montgomery Road in Cincinnati. And today's ball game is to you, also brought to you by, in part, Nesco Resource. Call 513-772-5870 and LIT Wellness, 513-659-3017. Lions leading at 21-0, 453 remaining in this first quarter of play. And they have come out and smacked the Terriers right in the jaw with a touchdown on their first three possessions. Yeah, if we were worried about a letdown, we can put that to bed. Farfsing will kick it off. Farfsing, left to right, squibs it. Gets a high end-over-end kick. It's going to hit at the 17 of Hiram, taken in by Nation. Nation across the 20 to the 25, and he'll skip out of bounds. And a little scuffle on the sideline going on now between these two ball clubs. Yeah. And the ball will be placed right at about the 27-yard line, Chuck. Yeah, I, you know, you get down 21-0, the little frustration starts to arise a little bit. You know, you came down yesterday, you spent the night, you, your four-hour drive, and, you know, you, you look at the clock, and it's almost five minutes still remaining in the quarter, you're down 21-0. 4.47 to go in this first quarter. Lions leading at 21 to nothing. Sean Tejada, who has had a rough afternoon so far, one of five passing with an interception and just seven yards out of the passing department. And he has got Sackey to the right of him, ball in the near hash mark. Moving in motion to the near side is Hereford. Fake handoff. Tejada's going to throw it to Hereford, and it is incomplete. Tried to throw that back shoulder yep. pass, and Hereford couldn't come down with it. Yeah, Yep, tried to do that. Uh, nice coverage by Andrew Pierce over there, right on him. But, yeah, he tried the back shoulder, just couldn't bring it in. So, second down. Lions leading at 21-0. At halftime, Dan Horde, the Bengals announcer, is going to be talking with Charles Davis, Jr. about the Bengals-Browns game coming up tomorrow to open up the season for the Bengals. Dropping back to Hada, now rolling out to his right. Throws it out into the flat, complete on the play. And brought down is Saki at about the 29-yard line. Yeah, really nice job. Just two-yard gain. So we got him in a uh, three-yard gain. Got him third and long. Anthony Sessi picked up that catch. Excuse me. And staying in the backfield is Quazon Saki. 
along with Tejada. Third down after a two-yard completion. Along eight. Now Saki moves in motion to the far side. And they're going to throw the ball out into the flat, and it is incomplete. Flag oh. thrown from the back judge. They're going to call a pass interference penalty against the Lions. Looks like that's going to be against Jonas Smith. Yeah, I, yeah. Looked like he just went in and knocked the ball away, but they're going to get him, I guess, for, like, going over the back or going through him. Good pressure by the Lions. He barely got it out of there. Smith, the junior, just came in, went over the top, knocked the ball away. Yeah, that's what it looked like to me. But, but again, you know, as I've said many times before, if that's on our sideline, it's probably not called. But it was on their sideline. They're down 21-0, and they get the call. 4.05 left to go. Ball will be placed at the 37-yard line, still in higher in their own territory. Saki stays in the ballgame. Lions showing some blitz, but now they'll back out of it. And the handoff goes to Saki right up the oh middle boy. to the 40, 45, 50. Breaks into the clear, and he's going to be brought down across the 50 to the 46-yard line on the play. Yeah, Jonas Smith got it. That's that's a nice. That's their best run of the day by far. 17 yards on that run, and they almost doubled their total offense just on that run. First and ten, ball there in their mount territory for the first down. Throw out into the flat, complete on the play to Hereford, and Hereford is going to take it across the 45 and down to the 42-yard line. A little, tra- a little bit of trash. David Donnerworth with a nice tackle. They're kind of. Now we got to talk a little bit of trash down there with uh, Andrew Pierce and their guy number 81. Five yards on the completion. Tejada looking a little better on this drive after picking up a first down. Yeah, they're going a little bit of hurry up, trying to get some momentum and rhythm. Looks like Berger in the backfield now at the running back position. Tejada's going to take the ball, and he's going to hand it off on the play, and that goes off on the right side to Trey Birch, a freshman. And Birch will take it right at the 40-yard line for a gain of two. Yeah, stacked up in there. Hiram made a lot of changes to the numbers that they've got today, not only on the 2D but on the roster. So trying to make sure that we get the names correct for you today. Third down, call it four yards to go. Birch is going to stay in the ballgame at the running back position. Tejada fake handoff, drops straight back. Looks down the middle. He's going to throw it deep. He's got a man back there. That's Hereford incomplete. And they're going to get Donaworth for reaching in and grabbing the receiver. Looks like it's going to be a holding penalty, Chuck, against the Lions on Donaworth. Yeah, they'll probably, the ball was in the air. They're probably going to call it pass interference. He, he, he overthrew him a little bit. He didn't need to grab him. But, you know, when you reach out and grab him, it's an easy call whether he would have caught it or not. So that's, that one looked like it was over his head. Here comes the was. official's call. If he can ever find the on-off switch. (laughs) Pass interference. Defense. Number one. Oh, they called that on-off in price. Previous spot. Automatic. First down. At least it's not a spot foul, but it is 15 yards. Well, that was interesting because I I swore Donaworth (laughs) is the one that reached out and grabbed him. But nonetheless, Hiram with their best field position of this ball game. They've got it down to the... Hiram 25 or to the Mount 25 yard line. 228 left to go. Birch in the backfield. Moving in motion is Hereford to the near side. Now he reverses. Handoff, fake handoff to Birch. Now rolling out to the right to Hada. He's going to be hit and brought down right away 
near the 25-yard line by Evan Schlensker. Evan Schlensker. Yep. He, he didn't get fooled on the play, stayed right with it, dropped him for a two-yard loss. Takes it back to the 27. Be second down, 12 yards to go. Hereford comes out slot to the left-hand side. Coming out wide to the left is Jarius Green, a senior, 6'1", 192-pounder. Second and 12, handoff. Goes off the right side to the 10, 15, 10, 5, and upended and brought down at the 2 is Quazon Saki. Boy, he made a nice play, 20-yard gain, and Hiram knocking at the Lions' door. Yeah, we've had some breakdowns defensively on this drive. That was a nice hole there. He popped it and uh, almost took it in. Boy, this is a confidence-building drive for the Terriers. Saki staying in the ballgame to the left of the quarterback, Tejada. Handoff Saki. Hands off the right side. Gets it near the goal line. There's a scrum. And the officials will mark him down just shy of the goal line. Boy, he looks like he's inside the one. And we're down to a minute 25 in the quarter, so. Lions leading it by three touchdowns, but Hiram trying to cut that lead. Yeah, Dave, the nose of the football is almost touching the goal line. Almost touch, yeah. Yeah. Saki stays in the ball game. Tejada with the ball on the far hash mark. Second down goal. Hand off Saki. Takes it into the end zone for the score for the Terriers. And they cut the lead now to 21 to 6. Yeah, you know, give them, they had a nice drive. They were aided by, a, you know, a couple pass interference penalties that, you know, really weren't necessary. But, uh, you know, nice drive by Hiram. Kind of gets him back in the game a little bit. Saki taking it in for the score. And for him this year, that is his second, just his first touchdown of the season. Excuse me. Coming in to attempt the extra point is the kicker, Chris Miller, doing double duty for the Terriers, punting and kicking. Good snap. Kick is up. High end over end kick. And it's good. 104 to go in the first quarter. Your score from Schuler Field. It's the Mount 21, Hiram 6. Make it 7 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Is your business ready to increase productivity while transforming health outcomes and lowering health insurance costs? I'm Tanya Fosnacht-Jolliffe, founder of LIT Wellness Solutions, where we're helping companies ignite a safer and more productive workforce while improving health outcomes through intentional lifestyle as medicine solutions. Visit LITWellnessSolutions.com today and let us help your company change how you view wellness programming. All right, Dave, a quick update on volleyball. Boy, they, they win a nail-biter in the second set, 26-24. So up two sets to love against uh, Wisconsin-Stevens Point. Third set is tied 3-all and early on there. Well, that was a really good drive by the Hiram Terriers. It was aided by a couple of penalties, Chuck, but nonetheless... That might be the best offensive series that they've put together this season. Yeah, because I remember from the pregame you mentioned, you know, one of their touchdowns last week was defensively. And, yeah, they made they had a couple nice plays. Like I said, we aided them on a couple uh, penalties, uh, interference penalties, but uh, they did a nice job. So we got to answer the bell. <laughs> Lions leading it 21-7. to Minute four to go in this first quarter of play. And it will be Chris Miller who will – Kick the ball away. Ari Turner is back set to return with Cornell Beecham. They had a good day returning kicks last week, and it's a good high end over end kick. The Beecham will take in over his shoulder at the four. 
Cuts to the middle of the field. 10, 15, 20. Sees a seam to the 30. 35, 40. He's into the clear. 50. Stutter steps. Breaks a tackle at the 45, 40. And he's going to be gang tackled and brought down at the 36-yard line. That's a 60-yard return for Beecham on the kickoff. And the Lions are back in Terrier territory. He is the Devin Hester of Division Three football as far as returning. Every time he touches it, he can go to the house. He sets up the Lions in Hiram territory on the 36-yard line. Boy, that is some high praise, Mr. Murray. Well, I, I don't think I'm exaggerating there. He is extremely dangerous when he touches the football. Lions will start out at the 36-yard line of Hiram. Mariano McKenzie into the ball game now at the running back position. Lions with receivers out wide on both sides. Pollard to the near side, the single set receiver. First and ten, fake handoff, dropping back. Taylor looks to his left. He's going to go for it all into the end zone. He's got a man clear in the open, and he couldn't come down. He did come down with the ball, but it was on the back end of the end zone, and he couldn't come down inbounds. Yeah, it was a heck of a throw. Brock. Yeah, just, just let him just a little bit too far. A little bit of pressure at the end. And, uh, boy, heck of a throw. Just went off his fingertips. Couldn't pull haul it in. And he, I expect, I'm sorry, I expect the Lions to throw here with the wind here and to try to get as many plays as they can before they have to switch into the wind. Yeah, the wind kicking up just a little bit yeah. here at Schuler Field. At the backs of the Lions. Powell is back into the ball game, tight end left. Porter at the right side. Handoff McKenzie right up the middle to the 35-30. To the 25, bounces off a tackler to the 23-yard line. 13 yards on the play for Mariano McKenzie. And it's a first down for the Lions. They'll go hurry up. Ball at the 23 of Hiram. 20 seconds to go in the quarter. Lions lead at 21-7. Taylor drops back, looks to his right, now rolls out to the left. Looks upfield. He's going to tuck it under and skip out of bounds at the 21-yard line. A gain of just a couple. If they hurry, they can. They're going to spot the ball and start the clock. So, they hurry, they can get a playoff here. Thirteen oh eight. Thirteen point eight, I should say. Yeah. Left in this first quarter. We're catching a break. They didn't start. Now he's going to start it. No, no he's he starting the play clock. It, if you go out of bounds anymore, it's two minutes in the NCAA okay. in each quarter. Is when the clock stops. Porter. Out to the right-hand side, Brock moves in motion to the near side. McKenzie to the right of Taylor. Dropping back Taylor. He's going to throw it out into the right side. He's got it to Brock complete at about the 16-yard line. That's a gain of, call it about three on the play, and that's going to end the first quarter of action from Schuler Field. Lions will be going into the wind. They'll be going from right to left. Your score at the end of one. It's the Mount 21 and Hiram 7 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. We're there to serve, make sure we're creating a fair atmosphere for both teams, upholding the integrity of the game. I chose to be an official. It's the best decision I've made. In life, things aren't scripted. Games aren't pre-scripted. You know, I got into officiating because my father was an official. Officiating was part of our family life. It wasn't just the game. You get to be outside, you get to like experience the game. It's so much more fun. You can get a lot out of it. If you're an athlete, we need people like you and translate those skills to officiating. It helped me become not only a better official, but a better person. It happens in every town, in every game. We never have a perfect game, but the 
rewards always outweigh the negativities. And it's just been wonderful. Good first quarter, Chuck. Yeah. The Lions, they lead it 21-7. to Yeah, pretty much did what they wanted to do on offense. Defensively, they were really good the first few series. Had a couple breakdowns uh, on that last Hiram drive, but then Cornell has a great kickoff return, sets us up. We're third and short here. Ball marked at the 16-yard line as they are celebrating Delhi Day here today at Schuler Field. Yeah, I would think the officials would hold this up until he's finished talking, yeah, but they're not. Nope. That's not a good, yeah, they should have waited. Common courtesy, Chuck. Yeah. Common courtesy. Third down and three yards to go for the Lions. Taylor looking things over. 14 on the play clock looking things over. Yeah, the officials didn't Taylor get the memo here. Yeah. Taylor may be waiting for it. Now he takes the snap on the first play of the second quarter. Complete to Pollard at the 10. Breaks a tackle. Spins to his left. He's going to struggle down to the six-yard line, but he's got the first down on a gain of eight. Yeah, another big third down conversion by the Lions here. Sets him up first and goal. Who's battling Ewing Sarcoma. And in recognition of your... 21-7. Lions lead it. His medical expenses... And Mount Dave, this is very unusual for this to be going on while the game's going Absolutely. on. Absolutely. I've never really heard it, of this before. First down, goal to go for the Lions at the six-yard line. Dropping back, Taylor. Taylor's going to roll to his right now. He's got a lot of room. Going to throw it into the end zone. Not ball knocked free and out of bounds yeah. by Hiram. He kind of took a little bit of a gamble there. Kind of tried to get in a tight window. Had a little room to run. But I know Josh is trying to not run as much only when necessary. So Because we want to limit the hits. Delhi Day at the Mount in Delhi Township. This is adopted by your Delhi Township Board of Trustees, Honorable Mike Davis, Honorable Rose K. Sturch, Cheryl A. Seavey. This should have been done at half time. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is bizarre. <laughs> Second down, goal to go for the Lions. God bless Delhi At the six, fake handoff. Taylor's going to throw into the end zone. Touchdown, Lions! Yeah, a little back shoulder there, Dave. Omar Porter yep. with the catch, and the Lions have jumped out now. 27 to nothing. Porter with the catch. That'll be his third, make it his second touchdown catch of the season. Yeah, really nice throw there. Back shoulder, pretty good coverage. Those are just tough, tough patterns to, to defend. Single coverage, back shoulder, that, that's tough on the defense. 14-13 to go. Before halftime, and Farsing will come in to attempt the extra point. Good snap, kick up, and the kick is good. 14-11 to go in this first half. Your score now from Schuler Field. It's the Mount 28, Hiram 7 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. This is Dave Mitchell for the George Nickius Agency. George continues to enjoy working with all of you and helping to customize an individualized program on Medicare supplements or Advantage plans. George can simplify the process and help you get into the type of coverage you need. Don't leave your future to chance. Make sure you're covered financially and physically. The George Nickius Agency, serving the community since 1986. Call George Nickius today at 513-733-1255 or stop by the website georgenickius.com. The George Nickius Agency, reliable, respectful, and responsive service. 
Prepare your lawn organically with safety and peace of mind by calling Pure Lawn Organic Lawn Care in Cincinnati and Dayton. Pure Lawn Organic Lawn Care is a family-owned lawn service creating beautiful and healthy properties. Pure Lawn's treatments are based on natural and organic materials. Cheaper chemical lawn programs weaken the grass and roots. Pure Lawn feeds your lawn a healthy diet of plant nutrients by using 97% less chemicals. Pure Lawn Organic offers free service calls. Pure Lawn Organic Lawn Care is the leader in Cincinnati and Dayton. Call today, 513-787-3529. Lions will kick it off from right to left. They lead it now 28-7, Chuck. Yeah, I expect the pooch kind of kick off here by Kyle against the wind. Let's see what happens. Farsing will yep. kick it off against the wind. High corner kick that will hit at about the 11, taken in by Nation at the 8. Across the 10 to the 15 to the 20, and he's going to skip out of bounds at about the 23-yard line. The Lions did that last week against Baldwin Wallace. I know you were going to bring it up. I hate to jump on your, <laughs> no, you're good. your talent. Yeah. But, you know, the fact is is that when they've done that, they have done a nice job of covering kickoffs. Yeah, very successful. I think last week they pinned Baldwin Wallace inside the 20 almost every time, and that, that was a really nice kickoff there by Kyle. Anytime you can keep on inside the 25, you've done your job. 14.04 left to go in this first half. Dan Horde. We'll be interviewing Charles Davis Jr. at halftime on the Browns-Bengals game tomorrow. Any picks? You know, I, I think Cleveland's going to win. Oh, my gosh. I do, you know. You should be slapped. I mean, I'm rooting for the Bengals, but I just have a feeling. Tejada, the quarterback, had a nice drive his last time. Now rolls out to the right. He's going to throw it out to the left. Flat. Almost intercepted. Nice job by the Lions. Jonah Smith yeah. coming up from his DB spot, and yeah. he read that perfectly. He did. He jumped that route. He almost had a pick six there. But typically, when a quarterback rolls right, he's going to throw right. It's tough for him to throw back across his body. So he read that really well. Almost had a pick six. So it'll be second down and 10 yards to go. Ball at the 23-yard line. 14 minutes exactly to go in the first half. Into the ball game now for Hiram is another running back. And I can't tell you who that is, but rolling out to his right to Hiram. again. He's going to throw he it out. complete that time to the Lions. Interception. And it is going to be taken by Smith inside the five to the three. Boy, he did it. <laughs> Just did not think he would be jumping that route twice. But Smith, the 6'2", 170-pound sophomore out of Knoxville, Tennessee, got his first interception. Yeah, roll to the right, throw to the right. He read it really well. Almost a pick six. Got it down to the two-yard line, so the, the Lions are back in business. But a really good defensive play. Second interception of the day by the Lions here. 28-7, 13-51, left to go in the first half. Boy, this nice crowd today on a beautiful Saturday afternoon watching the Lions Roll up the points here today. Gifford is into the ball game for the Lions. Powell, tight end left. He's caught a touchdown today. Yeah, I'm going to predict Gifford gets this one. Beecham is out wide to the right. Wide to the left, Ari Turner. Now Beecham's going to move in motion to the near side. Fake handoff. Taylor's going to throw it into the end zone to Beecham. Touchdown, Lions! Yeah, and we can pretty much do whatever we want on offense here. I thought they'd give that to Gifford, but uh, Josh gets another touchdown pass, and... Uh, Cornell another touchdown as they rack up career, you know, statistics. Nice drive, short drive. <laughs> of two yards. <laughs> two yards. But they converted. Sometimes you get in there and you can't punch it in. 
Kyle Farfsing, who's had an outstanding day here today. Going for another extra point. Four for four. And he makes it five for five. 13.44 remaining to go in the half. Your score, it's the Mount 35. Hiram 7 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. BSN Sports is the official athletic supplier of Mount St. Joseph University. If you need anything for your team, league, or complex, contact Scott Lawson of BSN Sports today. BSN Sports is the largest local sporting goods provider in town. They manufacture bleachers, benches, netting, foul poles, padding, goalposts, sleds, football dummies, and screens. And if it has to do with your athletic complex, gyms, courts, weight rooms, baseball and football fields, track and field, or outfitting your teams, call BSN Sports today. Scott Lawson, 513-702-5646. Today's game is also brought to you by the Mount St. Joseph University and the Wishbone Tavern. Chuck? College football scores, Georgia 7, Ball State nothing. They're in the second quarter. Ohio State 14, Youngstown State 7. Penn State 14, Delaware 7, Notre Dame 3, NC State nothing. Utah Baylor scoreless. Kansas State 14, Troy nothing, and Nebraska-Colorado scoreless. And real quick, uh, in the third set, the women are tied uh, up at, uh, with Wisconsin Stevens point sixteen all after winning the first two sets. 13-44 remaining in the first half, and Prather getting a standing O from this crowd here at Schuler Field as they are getting some T-shirts shot at them. We'll kick it off from right to left. Nation back set to return. They're going to pin him over on the far side again. Nation takes it in at the 10, bobbles it, picks it up at the 10, cuts it to the right, now to the left of the 15, 20, 25, and he's going to be bumped out of bounds at about the 28, 29-yard line. A return of 19 yards. Tell you what, that kid's showing some talent yeah, out there. Yeah, he does. He's got a, He's got some skills. They had him pinned in. He did a nice job kind of squirting away on the short side over there on their sideline, and he got it up to, like you say, almost the 30-yard line. Chuck Hiram will be there next year. This is a two-year arrangement. Yep, yep. I'm talking to Coach Hoppin that we'll be playing uh, uh, Muskegon, a two-year deal, Hiram, a two-year deal, and then he doesn't know who we're going to play next year. It's not going to be Hope. It will be somebody out of the, the Michigan. Muskies. Moving in motion to the far side, Hiram puts a man in motion, and the handoff goes off to Saki, and Saki will take it off the left-hand side for a gain of about a yard. Looked like you know, Lucas Bowling there, number 41, got him. When you look at this offensive line, we told you they average just under 300 pounds, but their left guard is 300 pounds, and Devin Follier, Derek Hurst, the center, 310, and their right tackle, Donovan Mills, is 318. Well, if you remember last week, Baldwin Wallace was big like that, too. The Lions just took care of it yep. with their speed on that line. And the hand oh Saki fumbled it, but it's picked up. Now the Lions say they've jumped on it. As Tejada could not get back on the football. And let's see. Nope, it's going to be Hiram's football. Yeah, he just mishandled the, the, the handoff there, and uh, now we got him in third and long. Lucas Bowling was in there trying to get the football, but he could not grab it on the ground. So it's a loss of three. And it's third down, 12 yards to go for the Terriers. 12.35 left to go in this first half. 35-7, Lions lead it. I can say that we did expect this. 
Third and 12, Tejada drops straight back, looks to his left, throws it up the left side, and did he catch the ball inbounds? That's Hereford. He did! Wow. What a nice catch by Hereford at the 43-yard line, and he's down on the play, but a 15-yard reception for Hereford and a first down Hiram. That was really a great throw, a back shoulder throw. We had outstanding coverage over there. It's just, you know, better offense. They say, you know, good defense, that was better offense. Chuck, he did a great job. He caught that ball leaning out of bounds, kept his feet in bounds, caught the ball, collected it in, and carried through with the catch. Yeah, big third down conversion for them. That was a heck of a play. Sackey stays into the ball game, first and ten for Hiram. 12-13 left to go in the first half. Lions leading it by 28. Tejada moves a man in motion to the near side. Handoff goes to Saki off the left guard. He's going to be dropped by Anthony Wright right out the yard marker. Chuck, yeah, you, you could see some talent on this Hiram team. Yeah, yeah, they've had some plays here and there. Uh, just... Haven't been consistent enough. We've put some pressure on the quarterback. It, it, it's going to take some time. Yeah, they do have a few skill players. They though. actually do. Yeah. Second down, 12, 11 to go, dropping back and now moving in motion to Hada to his right, he and he's just going to dump the ball away and out of bounds. Yep. Smart play on his part. Look down the field. Everybody was covered. Why force it? Live for another day. I watched this team, Chuck, for three years back in the 2010 era. And really, they had no hope at all. I mean, they were lucky to even win win a couple of games yeah. during that period of time. Yeah, that's discouraging when you're going into a season knowing you're only going to win one or two or maybe not any at all. And there's a lot of reasons for it, and we'll get into some of them the longer we go here. Third down, 11 yards to go for Hiram. Ball at the 45, make it the 44-yard line. Sackey in motion to the right. Play clock down to three. Yeah, Hiram looking timeout. at it, and I think they're going to have to take a timeout. Nope, they're not. They're going to get the timeout, I believe. Yeah. Side the, judge is coming in and saying, "Yep, they got the timeout." Well, let's use one of the stories up that we had to talk about <laughs> Hiram during this, since we got eleven twenty-eight left to go. Back when they were good in the eighties, it was one of the reasons was the Cleveland Browns had their training camp at Hiram, which is about 35, 45 minutes outside of Cleveland. So Art Modell used to take the Browns out there to train. So everything was top-notch. The dorm rooms were top-notch. The weight room facility was top-notch. Everything was top-notch. Then the Browns built the facility just away from Baldwin-Wallace in Berea and moved away from Hiram, left everything there. But everything has aged. It's just not... And plus the fact where Hiram's located... There really is nothing to do. I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to think I'm nuts. There's one thing to do in that town, and that is go to the bowling alley for either dinner or bowling, and that's it. Well, Dave, I already think you're nuts. Yeah, so. That's true. <laughs> but that's all there is to do yeah. when you're there. Tough selling point. It is. Tough selling point. 11.28 left to go, but this team seems to be coming around. Marinsky doing the job. Tejada's going to drop back. He's going to roll to his right. Got a good block. Throws it upfield, and it's almost intercepted by Price. Tried to get the ball up to Hereford, and it was jumping the route again was Price, and the Lions and Hiram 
are exchanging some verbiage. Yeah, yeah, there's some words. The receiver almost came down with it, and Austin almost intercepted it, and a little bit of words there, and fortunately our guys are like, let's get at it. No stupid 15-yard penalty. Give them a first down, and now we're going to get the ball back, and they got to punt at the Cornell. Miller in to punt the ball away. Beecham back at about his own 14-yard line to get this one. They'll punt it away from the 45. Good snap. Miller's going to get it away. Nice high spiral. Beecham's going to let it go into the end zone and through the end zone for the touchback. 55-yard punt, no return, 11-13 to go in this first half of action. We're going to keep it right here, but tell you that today's game in part brought to you by the George Nickius Insurance Agency. Call 513-733-1255 and Neiman Plumbing at 513-851-5588. Yeah, Dave, I've been with George Nickius Insurance for close to 40 years, and, and Neiman Plumbing is, is, is fantastic. So please, uh, you know, all our sponsors, we love them. 11-13 to go in the first half. I want to thank them for joining us this year. 35-7 Lions lead it. Taylor in the backfield. Ball resting at the 20-yard line after the touchback. And the handoff is going to go right up the middle to Gifford, and Gifford is going to take it across the 25 out to the 29-yard line. Yeah, he, Gifford, yeah, he's a load. Nine. Yeah, he's a load. Taylor, 14 of 19 passing for 122 yards so far. Hurry up offense for the Lions. Handoff Gifford. Gifford right behind Danny Mabe the center. Takes it out to the 34-yard line. Gain of five for Gifford. Yeah, nice patient run there looking for the hole. Not a whole lot, but he made five out of not a whole lot there. So, nice run. Beecham leading the team in rushing with 35 yards, but Gifford back-to-back runs. He's got 14 on a couple of runs here. 10-33 remaining. First half of action. Gifford stays in. Powell tied on the left. Dropping back Taylor. Taylor looking up the left-hand side. He's going to throw it complete on the play at midfield and run out of bounds at the 49-yard line in Hiram Territory is Joe Key, a freshman from St. Petersburg, Florida. He's getting his first act on the field. Nice route. He drove the cornerback back 10 yards. He was wide open. He got an injury. Key, number 85, a 5'10", 160-pound freshman. Boy, he looked good on that route. He, he had sure nobody did. within 10 yards of him, Chuck. Looks like number 13 for Hiram's down. Ah, back down at about the 30-yard line. And 13 happens to be Riley Haw. Haw, who came into this game supposedly wearing number 6. Yeah. Now wearing number 13. He is a defensive lineman, 6'1", 260 pounds from... McNicholas High School. Oh, okay, from here in town. Yep. It's a little homecoming game for him. Hopefully he's going to be okay. I'm sure his folks and family and all his all McNicholas is here to try to support him, so hopefully he's okay. Well, I bet he left a lot of tickets at Will Call. Yeah. <laughs> do you have to do that? No, not, not at this level. Okay, yeah. <laughs> well, I ask only... Only because I used to get into every game free when my yeah, sons each, were. Each student, NCAA student, gets four tickets. <laughs> so uh, he, he could allot four people. The rest would have to pay. Well, how many did you get then? I mean, my gosh. <laughs> well, I, I got accumulate eight. throughout <laughs> the years, right? Yeah. Eight plus my pass and everything. I could probably let in half of Coleraine Township. Ha is... 
holding up that left leg. It yeah. looks to be his left ankle, and they are helping him off the field right now, so that does not look good. No. Yeah, Unfortunately, it, yeah. I mean, he comes from Amelia, Ohio. Right. Just up the road and gets a chance to play in front of his hometown yep. crowd for the first time. Yeah, hopefully he's okay. 10-19 left to go. Next week we're at Hope. Anybody has any ideas on how Chuck and I can get there very quickly? <laughs> we're debating on how we're going to get up to Hope. Yeah, if anybody's got any plane tickets they want to give us, that'd be fine too. Gifford moves in motion out of the side, out of the backfield, mm. and Taylor throws the ball into the flat to Joey Newton, but it's incomplete. Yeah, he kind of Josh missed on that. Joey was open. He threw it a little bit too far to, to Joey's left. We've got Hope next week. That's a one, one o'clock kickoff. That is up in Holland, Michigan, and then the Lions have the week off. I have no plans during the off week, by the way. None you at don't, all. huh? Okay. None at all. Ten minutes to go. Ball handoff. Gifford. Gifford skips, breaks through a hole on the left-hand side, inside the 45 and down to the 41-yard line. Yeah, very patient run there again. Eight yards. He got hit probably after about three or four and drug the defenders another four yards. So it's third and about one, actually, Dave. Gifford now. He has got 19 yards on three carries. Third down. And call it a yard to go for the Lions. Ball at the 41-yard line of Hiram Territory. And the handoff to Gifford right in the middle. Breaks into the clear first down inside the 30, down to the 29-yard line. That's a 12-yard gain and another first down for the Lions. Yeah, he hit that hole really fast and really hard. A nice hole there. First down, Lions. Moving it again. Boy, this kid has really shown a lot of good things. Yeah, I like him a lot. In the first two games, transfer from Otterbein, ran for over 800 yards last year. First down 10 for the Lions at the 29-yard line. Taylor rolls to his right, throws into the end zone. He's got Brock, and it is incomplete, knocked away by Harms DB, Zachary Shannon. Yeah, nice closing play there. Austin was open for a split second. Josh tried to kind of get it in a tight window, but nice defensive play. Yeah, that was a gutsy pass it, by Taylor. It really was. Newton was covered by about four people. Yeah, sometimes, you know. Or excuse me, Brock. Right. It, sometimes he tries to make that really tough play, and it works out sometimes. But Brock and Newton are out wide to the right. And out wide to the left is Joe Key dropping back. Taylor looking Key's way. He's going to throw it ah. into the end zone and overthrew him by five yards. Yeah, he was open. Josh knows he missed that one. Taylor down in the catching position. <laughs> Hitting himself in the head. I'll tell you, you know, Caleb drawing up all these plays and, and designs and things. He gets guys open, and, if, you know, if Josh is going to have many, many opportunities, not only today, but to hit these guys all year because they get open. Well, before she decides to turn off the radio because of this, let's say hello to Caleb's grandmother, Mrs. Coral, his grandmother. want to say hi to her, one of our most ardent listeners, Chuck. Nine minutes to go in this first half. Moving in motion, Zane Dine, fake handoff. Now rolling out to the right. Taylor steps up, throws into the end zone, and it's going to be knocked away oh. into the air. And Newton almost came down with it, but did Hiram know? No. They're going to say that not coming down with it was Shannon in the back of the end zone. 
Ball was deflected up in the air and looked like Newton had a shot at it, and then Shannon jumped in and knocked it away. Yeah, he did again. Those long throws down the field, that, that's tight coverage, and it looks like fourth down. We're going to go for it, which makes sense because too far for a field goal into the wind. It's one of them I think we could have just ran it down their throat, but uh, we decided we're going to throw it around here. Now Taylor looking over to the sideline. We're not going to take a break at the end of this if they don't make the first down. I want to talk to you about this. They're going to have to call timeout. One on the play clock, and they get the timeout. Now they will. Let's bring it up now. Okay. Why not go for the field goal? I mean, what? okay, let's say, for example, worst thing that can happen is it gets blocked. They run it back for a touchdown. You're still up 35-14. But why not give Harvesting the opportunity to make a field goal like this? You might need something like this down the road. Well, I, I, and I, I agree basically in Prince what you're saying. I think the thought is, and this should have been determined pregame, against the wind, can he get it there from 46 yards? And I guess their thought is no. But generally, I agree with you. When you get in games like this, you need to try different things. So when you do get in that tight game, they've experienced it before. But my guess is, you know, Kyle, I know we kick at the opposite end, but he should have kicked this way to determine, hey, I just can't get it there into the wind or whatever the case may be. So you think they may have already talked to him about what? what's your distance? Today? Well, if they didn't, they should have. That's always, you know, they, uh, always before the game, coaches do that. They, you know, the coach might talk to the special teams coach, but as in this case, Hop's the special teams coach, so he would know that. I mean, if if he wouldn't make it, Hiram would get the ball to the 29-yard right, line. Right, right, which wouldn't be awful. No. but uh, Because they're, if we don't make it here, they're probably going to get it at the 29-yard right, line anyway. Right, right, right. But that would be my guess. They just don't feel like he's got the leg to get it from here against the You know, the we're, wind. we're lucky again. And I'll tell you why here in a second. 9.03 left to go. Dropping back Taylor on 4th and 10. Rolls out to the right under a heavy rush. Directing end zone. People he throws it over oh. the head of Pollard incomplete. Boy. And Pollard got, no, that's Ari Turner. And Ari Turner got drilled at the end of that play. But the Lions are going to turn it over on downs at the Hiram 29-yard line. You know, Chuck, we second guess Caleb Rick and hop all the time and we're lucky because i know they listen to us they tell us they listen to us and they don't care <laughs> right right yeah that's everybody's got an opinion and th- they get the last opinion yep and and they you know caleb has told us time and time again yeah i listen to you guys and i take take into consideration <laughs> what you say but yeah. like you said at the end of the day yep yeah like I, I feel like they could have probably ran it down their throat and scored but they you know they want to work on certain things they're a passing team basically yep um, but uh, you know as you get into them really tough games you really do want to be able to run the football Tahada is back in at quarterback he's got Saki to the left now Saki moves to the right and in motion to the far side is Brumbaugh the tight end and the handoff goes around the left hand side and Taking it out to about the 30-yard line for Hiram is Gabriel Hoskins. Yeah, Lions plugged that up pretty good. Just a short little gain of two. Brumball lines up tight end left. Receivers out wide on both sides. That's Hereford out wide to the left-hand side. Hoskins still in a running back. Fake handoff. Throws out into the flat. Complete to the 28-yard line. And brought down at the 37-yard line for Hiram is Hereford. Yeah, we didn't really have much over there. It looked like he could have really broke that for a long game, but nice. They closed pretty quick and made the tackle. 
8.05 left to go in this second quarter of play at halftime. We'll have our halftime report with Dan Horde talking to Charles Davis Jr. about the Browns Bengals game tomorrow. Third down, less than a yard, handoff up the middle, and it is a first down to midfield to the 45 40, and breaking it down to the 35 yard line for Hiram is Hoskins. Yeah, Brady Pierce came back to save the day there. He's, he's to the house. So, third and one, which they were passing earlier in the game. I was really wondering why they weren't just running the football, but uh, boy, that was a nice hole there. Nice job by their offensive line. 31 yards on the run by Hoskins. He now has 34 yards accumulated on the ground here this afternoon. Them long ones always help the average. Tejada is going to roll out to the left, fakes the pitch, now takes it down to the 30-yard line. Yeah, last couple offensive series, they've been able to do a few things here. Four yards on the gain. Well, for what it's worth, they always say the most improvement is from game one to game two. Second down, six yards to go. Brumbaugh tight end left. Handoff goes to Hoskins off the left tackle. Takes it down to the 26-yard line. Now the mark just inside the 27. That's a gain of a couple, and it's third down three. Big third down here. They're obviously in two-down territory here, so we'll see if they run twice or they want to try to throw forward here. I would expect them to keep running the football. 6.40 remaining. First half of action, Lions leading at 35-7. to They've got trips receivers out wide to the left-hand side. Now moving over to the left-hand side is Hoskins. Now pitch out to the right-hand, left-hand side, far side. A completed pass at the 27-yard line. Loss of a yard, though, on the play. Devin Donaworth with a great read and great close. No gain at all. Great play by Devin. Jarius Green with the catch. Yeah. He lost about a yard. It'll bring up third down or make a fourth down, excuse me, in a long three. Yeah, again, confused why they're going away from the run. They're having a lot of success doing that. Now they're pretty much in a throwing situation here on fourth down. Yeah, they've been running right behind their left guard, Devin yeah. Farley, and their left tackle, Brandon Black. Fourth down, a long three yards to go. Gabriel Hoskins in the ballgame. Fake hand. Now hand, Hoskins. Fake handoff, rolling out to Hada, throws it on the left side to Brumbaugh. He got bowed, and it'll be a pass interference penalty called against the Lions, against Andrew Pierce. Yeah, I mean, it's probably uncatchable, but he did bump him, and again, he lost he lost the receiver there. Lost sight of the receiver. Yeah, he really did. You know, that's just, you know, got to get better on that. Rick Thompson and Tyler Hopperton are not happy about that call. Yeah, I thought it was uncatchable. I thought it was very minimal, but uh, that's three pass that's interference right calls against the Lions. Number two. Number two. No, that wasn't number two. No, that was number. 11. First down. Okay, I, I, I'm going to say this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got the wrong guy. If you don't know the number of the guy that you're calling the penalty against, it probably you didn't see it. Yeah, it's... <clears throat> so like i was telling you the other day i used to tell my dad if you're the first car in a long line of traffic you're probably driving too slow yep that's very well said so that's going to mark it down deep into mount territory into the red zone at the 12 yard line so hiram can get a first down without scoring here tahada with hoskins off to his right hand side moves brumbaugh in motion 
to the far side. Hand off Hoskins, and Hoskins is going to be stacked up right at the 11, one-yard gain. Yeah, they bottled that one up pretty good. Looks like uh, a couple, two, three guys in there. 5.20 to go in this first half. Boy, getting up slow for Hiram on the offensive line is their right tackle, Donovan Mills. They've had a few guys injured so far in this game or at least shaken up. Mills gets back to his right tackle position, but not sure he knows what day it is. <laughs> Dropping back to Hada, looks into the end zone, throws into the end zone, oh. complete through the hands of Devin Donaworth. Tried to go to Davis Hereford in the end zone, but overthrew him, and Donaworth went up to try to catch it, went through his hands. Yeah, Lions defensive secondary, really nice coverage on that. Third long, but again, two down territory here. 4.51 remaining in the half, 35-7. Wind's picked up quite a bit. They Hiram has it at their back. I know. Do you go for a field goal here if you don't get it into the end zone? Hoskins moves in motion to the left-hand side. Brumbaugh now moves in motion to the near side. Hand off Hoskins around the right-hand side. Gets it to the 10. Got a block to the 5. Stumbles forward to the 3. Maybe the two. He's going to be close to the first down. Yeah, they're, they're going to mark him short, but it's fourth and really short. Nice run there. Got around the corner, got around the edge. and You're right. They've been running the ball extremely well here in this second quarter. Yeah. They're going to keep him in the ball game. That's Hoskins, who's doing a nice job. Hoskins, 33 yards, something, make it 40 yards on the ground now. Fourth down. About a half a yard. Tejada's going to keep it himself. Dives inside the left tackle. Yeah, he He's it. got it down to the two-yard line. First down and goal. The Hiram Terriers with 4.06 left to go in the half. Andrew Pierce is saying. Yeah, he made that. They didn't make it. but yeah. No, he got it. Wishful thinking, I think, on Andrew's part. You know, Andrew Pierce was one of the main foils for the Avengers in one of the Captain America movies. He was played by Robert Redford. Oh, okay. Just a little trivia question for you there. I just remember the cartoon when I was younger, the Captain America cartoon that was shown back in the 60s and 70s. Tejada, empty backfield, shotgun formation. Moves a man in motion. He's going to pitch it out around the right side to Hereford. He's going to go in for the score. The Hereford Lions takes yeah, it in from the two-yard line. Rick Thompson, they are irate. They thought there was a holding call that was missed, and they are really upset. Um, and that was, yeah. yeah, if you're looking at it, that would have been against Brock Harris. Yeah, that they're, they're upset. You know, they're, we're getting these cheap pass interference calls. You can't, guys can't call an obvious holding. but uh, So they, they you know, cut it to potentially 21 here. 35-13, 3.41 left to go. Lions have two timeouts left. Miller is going to attempt the extra point, puts it up, and it is good. 3.38 left to go in this first half. Your score. It's now the Lions 35, Hiram 14 
on ultimatesportstalk.com. Psalm 27, verse 17 says, As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And that's the business model of Iron Sharpens Iron on 5229 Montgomery Road in Cincinnati. Strength, core, and cardio, the three principles that make yourself better mentally and physically. Train with passion and purpose. Be challenged and get your mental game strong. We will empower you to put up the good fight and thrive. Ready for the best gym experience of your life? Call Iron Sharpens Iron today or stop in at 5229 Montgomery Road in Cincinnati. For more than a century, Mount St. Joseph University has prepared nursing leaders who serve their patients with the heart of a lion. Whether entering the nursing field, changing careers, or expanding your professional skills, innovative simulation labs and a variety of clinical sites prepare you to deliver exceptional patient care. With flexible undergraduate and graduate programs taught by highly credentialed faculty, the Mount will help you climb higher. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash nursing. Well, Hiram with a nice drive takes it downfield. And they cut it to 21, 35-14, 3.38 left to go in the quarter. Uh, real quick, Dave, uh, set three went to Wisconsin, Stevens Point, 25-19. The Mount leads set four, 16-14. And now we've got the officials going to talk to each other. I'm not sure yeah. what. Tyler Hopperton is going out to the back judge to find out what this is all about. Listen in over his left shoulder. Now he'll get notification of what they're discussing. Yeah, I, I have no idea. Was there a penalty? Uh, looks like we're backing up. Yep. Yep, there was. We never got the... Maybe we'll get the call right now. Now that we will. Unsportsmanlike conduct. Mount St. Joe, number two. 15-yard penalty. That's Deshaun Brown. In a game like this, Dave, it's probably not going to hurt us, but we just can't have these silly, unsportsmanlike conduct penalties. Well, it's the second one we've seen this year, Chuck, where it's been just kind of quizzical that nobody saw anything going on except one official. Yeah, and, and you know, I'm sure it was probably some type of language or taunting or something. It just it, You can't do it. It's going to kill your teams in a close game. It happened last week. We were able to survive with it, but silly pen. This could be... Some type of onside kick or a pooch punt here, or a pooch kick, but it's just silly. It's and I, I've said it many times. Yeah. It's selfish too. It's going to mark it up to the fifty-yard line. If you're Hiram, do you go ahead and? Yeah, I mean, I would onside here. I mean, what do you got to lose? They're down by twenty-one, thirty-five, fourteen. Miller is going to kick it off. Let's see what he decides to do, and he's going to kick it off deep and into the end zone and through the end zone for a touchback. Yeah, I mean, if I'm Hiram there, you know, I, I'm not doing that. I mean, they, they they had a penalty with a chance to maybe try to get the ball back, and they just kicked it through the end zone, which we'll take. We'll take it on the 25. Quick reminder, today's game is brought to you in part by Pure Lawn Organic Lawn Care. Call Chad today, 513-787-3529. Josh Taylor leads the Lions offense out onto the field. He's 15 of 25, passing for 138 yards. Four touchdowns. That gives him 10 touchdown passes in the first two games. Taylor hands it off to Mariano McKenzie. Breaks it off the left-hand side across the 30, out to the 32-yard line. 33-yard line is where they'll spot it after an 8-yard game. Yeah, I'd like to see us take the whole clock down, score, and then get the ball to start the second half. We don't want to give it back to them. Hurry up by Lions. Hand off again, McKenzie, right up the middle across the 35, out to the 37. Another gain of 4 and a first down for the Lions. 
Yeah, I, I think we can pretty much run the football at will against these guys if we stick with it. I know we don't. Time's not on our side the rest of the half, but thirteen first downs in the ball game, two hundred forty-four yards of total offense by the Lions. Powell moves in motion out to the far side. Now dropping back, Taylor is going to throw it out to Powell, and it's completed to forty-two. Breaks a tackle and struggles forward and gets out of bounds at about the 45-yard line on a 7-yard completion. Yeah, the ball was tipped a little bit, and Gary was able to maintain concentration, catch it, and make a nice 7-8 yard gain. Lions with the ball at their own 46-yard line. Well, they're going to call it about 8 yards, second down 2, Taylor. Play action. Throw oh, that's interference. At the key, incomplete. There it is. Yeah. There's the flag. Yep. Jumping the route and trying to knock the pass away was one of the DBs out there, Tavante Rivas. Dave, if we didn't get that call, our, our whole sideline might have lost their minds. I might have been doing the game by myself. <laughs> You'd have been gone. 237. How many games did you get thrown out as a coach? Uh... I well, think I've asked you this yeah, before. I think at the Mount five, and maybe in my career, you know, in summer baseball and stuff, another four or five. I don't, but you know, that's over twenty-five, almost three thousand games. That's not bad. Yeah. Well, oh, really? <laughs> what would your wife say? <laughs> hey, you got you know. Sometimes you got to stick up for your guys, and if it means being thrown out. All right, it's a spot foul, so the ball resting at the forty-four yard line of Hiram Taylor with McKenzie. In the backfield, getting a lot of playing time today. Dropping back, Taylor looks to his left. He's going to throw it out to Key. He's got him on the left side. Key goes up, and he knocked, got the ball knocked away and incomplete. Taylor underthrew him just a tad. Yep. Or if he'd have caught him in stride, that would have been a touchdown. Yeah, really, really nice recover there by Tavante Rivas because he was open. The ball just floated a little bit, and he was able to get back and knock it away. Really nice defensive play. Well, the Lions lost a receiver this week, and they've gained one, I think, in Joe Key. Boy, he's... I would agree. You know, one man, you know, the old one door closes, the other opens. Second down, 10 yards to go for the Lions from the 44. Dropping back Taylor again, throws it out, gets it complete at the 40. That's Zane Dine. Dine struggles forward. He'll be stopped at the 41-yard line. That's a gain of about three. And it's third down now. And they'll call it seven... Yards to go. Yes, he couldn't quite break the tackle. Looked like he was going to spin out of it. Nice defensive play, though. Ari Turner's in the backfield. Or excuse, yes, Ari Turner's in the backfield now for the Lions. Receivers out wide, dropping straight back. Taylor throws over the middle. He's got a man complete, and that's complete to Beecham at the 20, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Lions! 41 yards on the touchdown completion to Cornell Beecham, and the Lions now lead it 41-14. Yeah, really good protection by the offensive line there. Josh throws a strike down the middle, and Cornell does the rest. One forty-nine left to go in this first half, and Farsing will come in to attempt the extra point. Lions lead it 41-14. Good snap, kick up, and the kick is good. 149 left to go in the first half. Your score is now the Mount 42, Hiram 14 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. 
right, pay attention. Welcome to Fandom 101. We'll cover the tools of the trade from foam fingers in the wave to the super secret wave. How's that for a course description? Lesson one, your game starts long before the opening whistle, so arrive prepared. Two, if something piques your interest, raise your hand. And three, work in groups. NCAA Championships, attendance is encouraged. Passion is mandatory. Get your seats today at NCAA.com slash tickets. Class dismissed. We're back at Skyline to see what it is that makes people feel so good. Why do you like coming to Skyline? The staff is nice. Everybody's smiling and makes me feel good. If I order the cheese conies, the chili gets into the bread, the bun itself. <sighs> They're heaven. I like to sit there and watch them make it. It's always hot, fresh, served quick. You know it's always going to be perfect. You know it's always going to taste great. Everyone's inviting. They sit you down with crackers and you just feel like you're meant to be here. Feeling good. It's Skyline time. Skyline Chili, 5137 Delhi Pike. Lions lead it now, 42-14. Dave, it's nice to have Charlie Rubisky back ringing that victory bell down there. Charlie retired uh, in June. He won't mind me saying he's 81 years old, and he's excited to be back working some of these events, and we love to see him at all these sporting events. He is always the first person to greet me yeah. when I get here for a football game or a basketball game. Wonderful human being. Absolutely. Minute 49 to go. Lions will kick it off. It'll be taken in by Nation at the 10. Cuts it right up the middle to the 15-20. Finds a hole out to the 25-30. And he's going to be stacked up by about five or six Mount St. Joseph Lions and brought down at the 33-yard line. It'll be interesting to see how, how Hiram plays this. I would assume with a minute 39 down 20, you, you can't sit on it. You're going to try to score uh, because they know the Lions get the ball coming out the second half. But I would expect them to be aggressive. They have the win. Taylor, 18 of 29, passing 190 yards. Five touchdown passes on the afternoon. He had six last week. Lions have 120 yards in rushing offense today. Hiram with the football. Tejada, the quarterback, lines up out of the pistol. And it is Hoskins in the backfield with him. Just to his right. Tejada's going to roll out to the right. Throws it out into the flat complete to Herford at the 35-yard line. Spins out to the 37. And he's brought down by Anthony Wright, the linebacker. Gain of six. Yeah, he rolls to the right. He's going to throw to the right in that little out pattern. We picked a, jumped it once for a pick six. Tejada, who was 5 of 13 a week ago, drops straight back. Looks out into the flat, and it is complete at the 41-yard line, going to his knees and making that catch is Jarius Green. You know, Hiram's got a couple of nice receivers in Green and Hereford and a couple of nice running backs. They do. Again, we mentioned they got some nice skill players. Dropping back and throwing out to the right. That's complete to Green. Green at the 40-yard line, but he stepped out of bounds, making the catch back to the 47-yard line. Tell you, Dave, we had good coverage there. He just stuck it in a really small window. Nice throw and catch. 52.4 seconds left to go in the half. Hiram trying to draw closer. Tejada looking things over. Moves a man in motion. That's Hoskins. Out. Play clock at 15. Tejada looks over to the sideline. Now backs out into the pistol as Hoskins comes back to the right of it. Receivers out wide, dropping back to Hada, looking to his left. Now looks upfield. He's got a man upfield into the 13-yard line and caught 
right at the 13-yard line by Tristan Mollahan. Yeah, Devin Donaworth slipped and fell down on that, which enabled him to make the catch. He was actually in position to potentially intercept that. Hiram has two timeouts left, but they'll disdain taking one here in this position. Now the clock starts, 47 seconds to go. Tejada hands it off to Hoskins, right up the middle, runs right into his center at the 10-yard line. Derek Hurst and bounced back, and now Hiram's going to use one of those two remaining timeouts. They're going to put them right at the 11-yard line. Timeout by Hiram. 38.4 seconds left to go in the first half. So Hiram's showing a little bit of signs of offense here in the first half. After the first couple three and outs, they've, uh, they've moved the ball and did some good things. This is just the fourth meeting between these two ball clubs. They will play again next year. Lions hold a narrow 2-1 to lead in the all-time series. Last time they played was back in 2002. Lions with a 51 to nothing victory. Yeah, I don't know how it ended up being three games instead of four. I don't remember. You know, I was here. I just don't remember exactly how that fell out. But, uh, but yeah, next year we'll go up there. Well, I've told you about the athletic director at Hiram back then, <laughs> yeah, back when, and, yeah. and that, that probably, if you go back and you look at things and were a mouse inside the office, you would figure out why that happened. Well, maybe after 51 nothing, they said, no, Moss, can we get out of this deal or something? I'll Who knows? tell you, after a while, you would swear that that AD that they had back then, Chuck, didn't even know they got beat 51 to nothing. <laughs> Well, I can tell you, we used to play them in, in, uh, on our spring trip in baseball, and they were always very, very competitive in baseball. They had some I good think teams. The baseball coach's name was Gent, and somehow that sticks in my that memory. That could be now. right. You're really testing my memory here, but yeah, I think you may be right. And they, again, yeah. I think we played them two years in a row, doubleheaders. I think we won doubleheader and split another year. But they were they're always good competitive games. If our producer Greg Mitchell is actually listening, he would know. He, he and because he was also, I believe, the DB's coach for the football team back then. Thirty-nine point eight seconds to go in the first half. At halftime, Dan Horde, Charles Davis Jr., looking over the Cincinnati-Cleveland game tomorrow. Chuck says Cleveland will win. I say Cincinnati, which means that Cleveland <laughs> will probably win. Forty-two fourteen, your score. We'll also go over some scores at halftime. Tejada now moves Hoskins from the right to his left. Handoff, fake handoff. Tejada looks into the end zone. He's got a man there, but it's knocked away by Donaworth incomplete. Tried to go to Davis Hereford, and Donaworth with good coverage from that free safety position. They knock it away. Yeah, really good coverage, Dave. He had nowhere to go with it. He tried to jam it in there. Lucky on the deflection it wasn't picked off. 35.3 seconds to go. 42-14. Lions with the lead as we're heading into halftime, but Hiram trying to get on the scoreboard. Third down, and call it eight yards to go from the 11. Hereford will move in motion, now reverses his field and comes back to the near side. Tejada looking into the end zone. He's going to throw it to Hereford and overthrow him and out of bounds. Now they got a decision here. Do you try to get three or do you just say, hey, we're down 28, three's not going to help us? And it looks like they're going to go for it. I told you I would get an answer. His name was Genter. Okay, very good. Yeah. I, I. Thank you to 
Greg Mitchell sitting at home listening in. 30.6. Hoskins to the left of Tejada. Fourth down, nine yards to go. Tejada looks into the end zone. Oh it's going to be intercepted by first. They're going to bring it back the other way to the 30, to the 35, out to the 37-yard line. That's intercepted by Jonas Smith. Yeah, he threw it right to him. The, the receiver, they weren't on the same page. And I'll tell you the truth, Dave, I thought it was a pick six. I thought it was going to be a 100-yard interception return. But nice job. Nice stand by the Lion defense there to keep him off the board. I agree with you. I thought he was gone, <laughs> but then Hiram caught up to him and brought him down at the 37, make it the 38-yard line. There's 21.1 seconds to go. Hiram, or excuse me, the mount has got two timeouts left, but... I would think the Lions are just going to take a knee here, and they will. And, Dave, I can't believe what I see, but we're under center. To go into the victory <laughs> formation. and I love it. Taylor <laughs> will take the snap from center and take a knee, and that will do it here in the first half. Chuck, Lions lead at 42-14. They have done what they needed to do in this ballgame so far. Yeah, offensively, they've been really good. Hiram did stop them down here the last drive. But in uh, a defensively, we've been pretty solid. A couple big plays, but you know, some uh, nice plays by the defensive pick six. Another interception there to stop them. So so far, so good. So the Lions lead at 42-14 here at the half. I'm Dave Mitchell with Chuck Murray. When we come back, the Lions and Hiram will get it on for the second half of action on UltimateSportsTalk.com. What do you wish for? A nice life nice things or do you wish for something more a sense of purpose do you wish to discover a cure to write code that cracks an unsolvable question to further our exploration into space or to invent something that changes everything right here on earth well if that's your wish make yourself ready because When you look back, you'll see that you didn't just make wishes, you realized them. time to upgrade your unis and that complex your league has been playing on for years. If that's the case, call Scott Lawson of VSN Sports. VSN Sports manufactures their own supplies from PE equipment, soccer and lacrosse goals, and they have champion barbells for all your weight room needs. Also a porta pit, hurdles, high jump and pole vault pits, and more for your track and field needs. The VSN Victory line of uniforms and apparel is a great quality for great prices. For all your needs, contact VSN Sports. Scott Lawson, 513 Where are you headed? Where would you like to go? New heights, right? That's why you're going to college in the first place. At Mount St. Joseph University, we integrate academic excellence, real-world experience, and individual attention so that you can go further than you ever thought possible. In fact, over 96% of our graduates over the past three years were employed or pursuing graduate studies within six months of graduation. Are you ready to climb higher? Begin your ascent at msj.edu. The great Charles Davis will be in the booth with Ian Eagle in week one at Cleveland. And Charles, let's start with the Bengals leader, 
Joe Burrow. He was back at practice 12 days before the season opener. In your opinion, is that enough time for Joe to be fully ready for that game? Dan, you remember last year we were going through something similar with a different type of ailment, all right? And that ailment, I felt like, set him back a little bit more. Even though it's legs, it's feet, it's all this, it doesn't feel the same because that torque of throwing when you have the appendectomy and everything else that goes along with it, then you can't do anything at all. See, I think with the leg, I didn't, you know, I'm not a doctor, won't play one on TV, but I think that overall he was able to get a lot of workouts in. I think he's been moving around more than people think. Nolan, say hello to everyone. Okay, but bottom line is, I just think that everything's going to be okay. He went through it last year, Dan. Didn't feel quite himself. Didn't play to his normal level in the Oprah against Pittsburgh. It's nothing like experience, is there? Having gone through it before, knowing what to expect, I expect to see much more of the Joe Burrow we're used to seeing come the opener at Cleveland. This is one of the great dog cameos in a Zoom of all time. That's a handsome dog, by the way. You've done a lot of Joe Burrow games at this point. What do you admire and respect about him going into year four? Dan, he's the same guy every time I meet him. I'm not quite sure what your assessment would be because you're around him even more than we are. But what I like about him is he's very true to being Joe Burrow. And when you meet people, sometimes there's one persona versus another after a win, after a loss. Sometimes it's depending on the time of year. Sometimes it's depending on how they're playing. I could not tell you what his stats were the previous week. I couldn't tell you if they won or lost the previous week. I can't tell you anything based on each meeting with Joe Burrow. And I'm pretty sure Ian Eagle and Evan Washburn would back me up on this. You walk into the room or he walks in if you're already there for your meeting. He says hello. He's very polite. He greets everyone that is in the room, not just, you know, the announcers. If the producer's in the room, the director's in the room, if someone else happens to be there, he greets them with a hello. He sits down and tell me if this is your experience. Hello, 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 hello. He sits down. (laughs) And that's it. Now look is go. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of chit chat, not his thing. But he's not rude. But if you're going to waste his time with chit-chat, he's not going to be there that long. It's going to be, ask your questions, let's go. And again, not a, not rude, but very to the point. Here we go. Off we go. And then he's back to the business of trying to win games for Cincinnati. And that is my experience as well. You described it very well. We're chatting with Charles Davis. The Bengals have the big three back at wide receiver, Chase, Higgins, and Boyd. They've got Joe Mixon back at running back. They do have a newcomer in the mix, though, in tight end Irv Smith Jr. What do you think of Irv, and how important is the tight end in the Bengals' offense? Well, they've worked around the tight end to an extent for time. C.J. Uzama had a big year and parlayed that into a free agent contract with the Jets. My, my experience with the Bengals and from what I think about how they want to run offense, if the tight end is there and available, they're going to utilize it. I thought the second half of last year, Hayden Hurst got utilized more as he got more comfortable and became that guy. Remember, that's why Hayden Hurst was drafted in the first round in the first place by Baltimore to catch passes and be that guy. If they can get the Irv Smith Jr. that came out of Alabama, that explosive youngster that we saw make plays, if they're getting him in Cincinnati, 
Oh, he has no worry about being utilized. Joe Burrow knows how to spread the ball around, and you want to go cover the other three? That's cool. I got another guy I can move the ball to. It's just a matter of if Irv Smith stays healthy and if he's the guy that we saw coming out of college because he just didn't stay healthy in Minnesota. Last year, the Bengals went into the season with four new starting offensive linemen. This year, it's only one, and he's a four-time Pro Bowler, Orlando Brown Jr. Is this the year that the Bengals' offensive line becomes known as a strength? I think so, because I think that they've taken care of all they needed to prior to this last move you just described. Now, the kicker to the move is Orlando Brown Jr. coming in at left tackle, and Jonah Williams saying, hold on a second, that's my spot. And, of course, there's a little bit of a, how do we say it, kerfluffle in the beginning. <laughs> and you remember Jonah Williams, hurt feelings, wanted to stay at left tackle. There's a pride factor in that, you know, that's where he's played his entire career. Very few times I think, Dan, do I actually get one right. But when it first happened and Jonah said, well, I want to be traded. Get me out of here. I never bought into it. I never once did. I just said, he's got hurt feelings. I get it. He wants to stay where he is. But I think he's going to look around and realize just moving to right tackle, even though it's tough, playing on this team and this offense with this group with a chance to go to the Super Bowl, I think over time it will, it will dissipate, and it has. And that's been a good thing for them. Let's turn to defense with Charles Davis. You played safety in the SEC at Tennessee. How big of a deal is the loss of Jesse Bates and Von Bell, particularly early in the season? It's a big loss. I don't think we can downplay it. And you're right about particularly early because once it's for real and everything starts to move really fast, that one adjustment that's not made in the back end of the secondary that Jesse Bates or Von Bell would have made with the rest of the secondary all of a sudden turns into a big play because someone runs free. That tackling that Von Bell provided in the middle of that defense or coming up off the edge when he dropped down, the ball hawking that Jesse Bates provided as being a center field type of a free safety back there in full experience, it's a big deal early. Now, do they have people athletically that can replace them? Certainly. But it's also the leadership aspect, the tone Von Bell set the moment he got to Cincinnati where everybody's ended up buying in pretty quickly. All those things have to be replaced as well. And Lou Anarumo is the defensive mastermind. He needs these guys on point. He may have to be a little more vanilla early just to make sure they have their feet under him before he starts doing the normal Lou Anarumo things which confound a lot of opposing offenses. The illusions, as we say, with uh, Lou Anarumo. Charles, a lot of us thought he'd be gone, thought he would get a head coaching job this offseason. Did you think that was going to happen? And, and what is it about Lou that makes him one of the best defensive coordinators in the league? One, I thought it should have happened. Okay, and it should have happened a couple of years ago. But every time he doesn't get one of these jobs, short of him saying, that's not the job for me, I'm wondering what's going on with those organizations. And I know this seems, seems really strong to say, but I wonder about hiring around the league. And I would sit with anyone and happily have them educate me on what they're looking for in a head coach. Are you looking listen, we went the, oh, wow, he calls really good ball plays with Cliff Kingsbury in Arizona. And I like Cliff. I covered him in college. I would hope that he would consider me a friendly person with him whether he considered me a friend or not. But I questioned it from day one, and I'd be happy to say it. Are you kidding me? This is why we're hiring him? That makes no sense to me. I want to know that you're hiring someone who can command the room, 
command the respect of the ball club, follow what you're trying to get done, and be there to handle all the adult decisions that have to be made. If that's not Luana Rubo, I don't know who else that is. As soon as he walks in the room, the respect is there. The guys want to play for him. That's amazing. So the season begins in Cleveland against the Browns. The Browns went 7-10 and last year, but they didn't have Deshaun Watson for the first 11 games of the season. What are your expectations for the Browns quarterback now that he's had a normal training camp and gets to start from week one? My expectations are exactly what the Browns are and what the Browns actually expect. 2020 Deshaun Watson. Mm. That's what they have to have because that's who they signed. That's who they, they, they brought in. That's who they said, okay, $236 million guaranteed. That's the guy we're getting. He's had a offseason now. He's had OTAs, mini camps, summer training. He's spending that time. The receivers are spending time with him. I think now it's a reasonable expectation to think that we start to see more of the 2020 Deshaun Watson, especially with that offensive line, because that's a good offensive line. And I think now this is a roster that for once we're looking at Cleveland and probably more, what will we say, twice in the last three years that we think, huh, better be careful with these Browns. This is a good ball club. When people are picking Pittsburgh to finish behind them, that tells you the respect they're starting to engender there. Plus, it feels like there's an urgency in Cleveland that they've got to get back to the playoffs, which they did during the COVID year of 2020. Charles Bengals fans love it when you and Ian call Cincinnati games. We look forward to seeing you in Cleveland and hopefully many times throughout the course of this season. Thanks for your time. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for the patience with Nolan and the background noise with the other pups that we've got. Really appreciate it. Can't wait to see you in Cleveland, Dan. You take care of yourself and travel safely. Okay, so Sarah, I'm dropping you off at Emily's. Yep. And Josh, you're going to? Soccer, Dad. Soccer practice. Right. Oh, by the way, I just wanted to let you know when I pick you both up, I'll be wearing my short shorts. What? No! Yep, and my dorky dad hat, and I'm going to do my dad dance for all your friends. They'll love it! Seriously? Why? Because I like my short shorts. Of course, I could be talked out of it if you guys would just buckle up your seatbelts without giving me a hard time. It's important to get your kids to buckle up for safety, no matter what it takes. And sometimes, all it takes is your parental powers of persuasion. Okay, okay, we're buckling up. See, all buckled. Good choice. I'll just have to do my dad dance at dinner time. What, what? No! Do what you have to to make sure your kids are wearing their seatbelts, even on short drives. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup for more information. We're back at Skyline to see what it is that makes people feel so good. Why do you like coming to Skyline? The staff is nice. Everybody's smiling and makes me feel good. If I order the cheese conies, the chili gets into the bread, the bun itself. <sighs> They're heaven. I like to sit there and watch them make it. It's always hot, fresh, served quick. You know it's always going to be perfect. You know it's always going to taste great. Everyone's inviting. They sit you down with crackers and you just feel like you're meant to be here. Feeling good. It's Skyline time. Skyline Chili, 5137 Delhi Pike. Dave Mitchell and Chuck Murray right back here at Schuler Field where the Lions lead it at the half, 42-14 to 14 over the Hiram Terriers. And to sit down and go through all of the scoring in this ballgame would take us probably more time than we've got through the rest of the first half. Let's just say that the Lions let it 
21 to 7 at the end of one period of play, and then they outscored Hiram 21 to 7 in the second quarter to lead it 42 to 14 here this afternoon. And let's take a look at the offensive stats here today, and we were going to, but evidently we will not because the stats will not come up. So we won't be talking about that anytime soon, and of course we don't have any paper stats to take a look at. But Chuck, I can tell you that Josh Taylor has been outstanding. The Lions have looked things over, and they have looked good throughout this entire first half of play. Yeah, I think it's been a very solid effort by the Lions. We were maybe a little concerned there might be a little bit of a letdown. There certainly wasn't. Um, defensively, the first four or five series we were really good, and they hit some plays. A couple pass interference penalties got their first one, then they hit a, a long pass that, that, that we slipped on in the backfield. But basically, defensively, we've been pretty good. They've hit a couple runs, and offensively, we've been really good. They did stop us on downs uh, late in the second quarter there, but you know to put up well, 35 and then another 7 defensively. You know, you'll take that, you know, every week. And uh, we have not had to punt the ball yet. Uh, we've made all our kicks. So, uh, you know, we've had some nice, nice, you know, Josh got, what, five touchdowns. So, you know, I think they have to be pleased. But, you know, you don't want to let up. You know, you want to keep going and, uh, you know, and get a chance to get a lot of guys in the game too. The Lions have run 44 plays in this first half, Chuck, 309 yards. Hiram has run 45 for 186 total yards. Huh, that's interesting statistic there. It tells you we're doing a lot more with it than they are. It was kind of like it was last week. Remember, the plays were pretty much the same. I think they were identical at 84 apiece, but there was just 10 yards difference between the two clubs. Well, and then you look at it, we're on pace for basically each team to get almost 90 plays. That's a lot of plays in a football game, Dave. Lions 119 yards rushing on 15 carries. They've caught 18 passes for 190 yards. Hiram, on the other hand, they have run the ball 22 times for 96 yards, and they have caught 10 passes for 90 yards in the first half of action. Yeah, you know, again, they did some nice things at the end, and clearly we can spread it around. You, you know, you say, well, let's stop Joey Newton. Well, we got Omar Porter. You got you got all kind of guys. You got all kind of running backs, and, you know, whoever touches the ball back there has got a chance to go to the house every time. So, um, yeah, I think they got to be pleased with the way things are going. But, you know, you want to put two good halves together, not just one. Lions have intercepted the ball three times. Meanwhile, they have not turned the ball over as of yet today. Third down efficiency, the Lions four for seven on third down efficiency, two for three on fourth down. Hiram three of ten on third down, and they are one for two in fourth down efficiency. Yeah, again, statistically, that's obviously very good third down conversion. You're over 50%, and uh, and then we were close enough you know, to, to make fourth down two out of three times. So basically, we just didn't make a first down on one one time when we were down there, and he threw a thing, an incomplete pass on fourth down. But, you know, really good solid half offensively in the first half, and, uh, you know, I, I kind of want to see him run the ball a little bit more this half, give them guys some carries, and I know they want Josh to throw it and the guys to catch it, but you know, we, I'd like to see the running game because, you know, what was it, 19 carries, almost 10 yards a carry. How much do you think we'll see Taylor here in the second half? Yeah, that's a good question. I think it depends on how the first couple of series go. If for some reason Hiram scores a touchdown, because I think if I'm not mistaken, it was last year or two years ago, we got a big lead and took everybody out. And then if I recall, we had to put the first team back in. I think it got to within like a couple touchdowns. So I think they want to be good and sure. I would think at least halfway through the third quarter, 
Uh, but again, if we score two quick ones, maybe he comes out. But so I guess it just depends what Hiram does. Well, it's 42-14. The Lions leading it here in the half. And when we come back, the Lions will have the lead by that 28-point margin. I'm Dave Mitchell with Chuck Murray. Second half action coming up next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Teaching is my calling. So when I needed to renew my license, I chose Mount St. Joseph University. The Mount offers the only program in the state of Ohio that allows you to combine two education endorsements to earn a graduate degree. In less than two years, I combined the reading and gifted intervention specialist endorsements. Classes were convenient, fully online, and I received personal attention from my professors. The Mount helped me climb higher in my career. Begin your ascent at msj.edu ohio. The word settle isn't in your vocabulary. You do what's best for your family, your friends, your community. But is something missing? Are you looking for more from your job? The right position is so much more than a paycheck. It's an opportunity to improve, to grow. We're here to help. At Nesco Resource, we believe that one job, one opportunity can change everything. We'll help you find the right fit, one that doesn't mean settling. Let us get to work for you. Pure Lawn Organic Lawn Care is a family-owned lawn service using organic-based turf food. Pure Lawn feeds your lawn a healthy diet of plant nutrients using 97% less chemicals. Pure Lawn customizes a program to fit your budget and expectations. That means satisfaction. Annually, they have a retention rate of over 90%. Pure Lawn Organic offers free service calls. Pure Lawn Organic is the leader in Cincinnati and Dayton. Call today. Pure Lawn Organic Lawn Care at 513-787-3529. Well, Sean Tejada in the first half of action. The quarterback for Hiram, 10 of 23 passing for so far 90 yards, three interceptions in the ball game. And he has found four different receivers, five times to Hereford, three times to Green. And that has been round out the passing up department for Hiram. But they're being led by Saki who's got 52 yards, and Hoskins 42 yards. So realistically, Chuck, they've got 94 of their basic 95 yards rushing. Yeah, them guys, you know, have hit some holes and had some nice runs. And, you know, the quarterback's made some really good back shoulder throws, but then he's made some really big mistakes, especially on the the pick six. We almost had really the play before, and and he went back to the same play, and we ran it back for a touchdown. So uh, really, you know, I don't want to say important, but it would be nice for us to get on the board again and, you know, maybe get some of these other guys some playing time. Josh Taylor, 18 of 29 passing. He's completed 62% of his passes, no interceptions, 190 yards for five touchdowns today. He's got a quarterback rating in this game of 174, and he has completed passes to nine different players. Yeah, if they had fantasy football in Division Three, he'd be my first pick. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, he's not running the ball as much as he did the last two years, but, boy, is he – spreading it around and also the Lions rushing wise are being led by Beecham and Gifford excuse me with 35 yards each Lions will get the football going from right to left across your computer screen it will be Miller getting set to kick this thing off Lions leading it here at the half 42-14 back set to return and that is Turner's like, one of them. Looks like Ari Turner and Holt is the second one, or is that Price? Holt's going to take it in 
and let it bounce through the end zone, and the Lions will get it on the touchback. Yeah, Hiram chose to take the wind in the third quarter, so he, he boots it in the end zone and will get it on the 25. So as we start the second half of action, let's see who it is. It'll be Josh Taylor starting a quarterback. Taylor's out there. Devin Holt is going to come in at one wide receiver spot. Now he's going to line up in the backfield. But the receivers are totally different. We're going to be playing by the seat of our pants here. Austin Brock wide to the left. Receivers out wide to the right. Powell tight end left. And the handoff goes to Devin Holt across the 30 to the 35. He gained 11 on the first play of the second half, and it's a first down for the Lions. Yeah, honestly, that's what I want to see in this second half. I want to see him run the football and, uh, put, and you know, put their will against them a little bit. Again, half hurry-up offense, and the handoff goes to Holt off the left tackle, and he gains three out to about the 40-yard line. Zane Dine's going to come into the ball game. Leaving the contest is the tight end. Jordan Townsend. Moving in motion is Ari Turner. That's Brock in motion, excuse me. And now Taylor's going to throw the ball uh. over the middle, and it's incomplete. Tried to get it to his tight end, L.A. LaFrange. Yeah, he was wide open. He broke open. And Josh, I think he tried to guide it rather than throw it, and he just kind of short-armed it almost uh, like an infielder, and uh, it bounced. Third down, six yards to go. Call it a short seven, long six. Yep. Not many people have left here at halftime. They've stuck around to watch this one. Now the Lions are going to go empty backfield, pure shotgun. Receivers out wide on both sides, trips to the near side. Dropping back Taylor. Taylor looking upfield. He's got a receiver and grabbing it at about the midfield stripe is Mace is Dylan Novak from Mount Oreb Western Brown High School. He got it out to about the 44-yard line, gain of four, but it'll bring up fourth and two, and the Lions will punt it away. Yeah, first punt of the day. Uh, again, the route was a little short and uh, just couldn't get the – he fought, just couldn't get the first down. So uh, we're punting into the wind here. Back set to return is Malachi Nation, the junior from John Harden High School in Chula Vista, California. <laughs> And punting it away for the first time. Nation reached out, bounced the ball up to himself out at the 20. To Cuts to the left side to the 23, 24. Just barely maybe made it out to the 25-yard line. Yeah, it was kind of a line drive knuckleball kick that he had a little trouble fielding. Uh, but he was able to recover and, like you say, get it out to almost the 25. 36-yard punt by Joe Claire. About a three-yard return. 13-31 left to go in this third quarter. Lions are leading it handily, 42-14. We're going to give you some scores here coming up at the next opportunity. Hiram's going to stay with Sean Tejada at quarterback. Tejada has Gabriel Hoskins to the right of him. Receivers out wide on both sides. Tight end left, fake handoff to Hada. Looks over the middle. He's got a receiver. That's Hereford complete at the 37-yard line. That's 12 yards on the completion and a first down. Yeah, he's been settling a little bit. He looks a lot better than he did at the beginning of the game, and they've, they've moved the ball a little bit. First down 10, ball at the 37. 
in motion. The tight end to the near side. Fake handoff, and the ball gets thrown out to Bromberger. Brumbaugh, the tight end, caught the pass, gained five. And it'll be second down and a long four. Have us on our heels just a little bit defensively here. Second down, a long four to go. Hereford slot left. Running back Hoskins, he stayed into the game most of this second and third quarter. Now Hoskins gets the handoff off the right side to midfield. He's gained about six yards, and it's a first down on the play. Again, having some success, throwing short passes, running the ball off tackle, and they're at midfield. Hoskins now, seven carries, 48 yards, first and ten. Ball right at midfield. Hand off Hoskins around the right end, the short end of the field, and he's going to be hit and dropped just inside the 50. You look like Anthony Wright on the tackle and a couple others. Second down nine. Next week we'll be at Hope. That will round out the non-conference schedule. Yeah, the HCAC plays a seven-game conference schedule, so three non-conference and seven league games. Second down, nine yards to go, just a long nine yards to go, actually closer to nine and a half. Tejada moves Hoskins in motion out of the backfield. Here come the Lions on the blitz, and they throw it out to the left-hand side, complete on the play. Up near the 42-yard line. Nice catch by Tristan Mollahan. Yeah, heavy pressure on, on him, and he got it away. Nice job. Mollahan made a nice catch along that sideline. Picked up eight, and it's third down, two yards to go. 11.45 left in this third quarter. Clock continues to run. Tejada with a tight end on the right side, Brumbaugh. Two receivers out wide to the far side. Handoff Hoskins right up the middle, struggling to get to the 40. He needs to get to the 40 for a first down. He gets to the 41, so he'll be shy by about a yard, and now it's decision time. Yeah, I don't think there's any decision. They're going to go for it. But I figure they're saying, hey, two runs. Now, 75's helmet, their big tackle came off, so he's got to come out for a play. So I wonder if that will change their play call here. He is going to be replaced out on that far side by Joshua Ortiz. A freshman six-footer. He's a svelte 300 pounds. Yeah, he was a big kid, too. I would expect a, a run here, but whether lining up like it. Well. Tejada out of the shotgun. Brumbaugh tight end right. Spread offense. Fourth down and a yard to go. He's going to take the snap. Hand off to Hoskins. Running deep. He's going to be hit at the 35-yard line, the 45-yard line, and dropped at the 42. He lost the yard. And the Lions will take it over on downs, Chuck. Yeah, Brady Buller with the initial hit and a big stop by the Lions there. Uh, you know, try to go wide on fourth and one, and uh, the Lions were ready for it. Well, Josh Taylor's day looks to be over. It'll yep. be Tyler Prather in a quarterback for the Lions, getting his first opportunity to see some action today. The junior, 6'4", 210 pounds, Prather. Out of Coleraine High School. He's been the backup now for a couple of years for the Lions. First and ten. They take it over at their own 43. Handoff Mariana McKenzie behind the left tackle. Takes it out to midfield. The 50-yard line. Gain of seven. Yeah, Mo, he always comes in and he's got fresh legs. He always does a nice job. You know, good gain on first down. And, hey, I said let's keep running it. Second down. They gave him eight on the carry. 
Brings up second down, two yards to go. Trips out to the near side for the Lions. Is dropping back as Prather looks to his right. Now to the left, and it is complete on the play to Austin Brock. Inside the 40 at the 38-yard line. Yep, wide open. Nice down and out. Just came come back to the ball and wide open. 15 on the reception, and a first down for the Lions. Prather with McKenzie right behind him. LaFrange is the tight end left off the line. Receivers out wide. Prather's going to throw the ball again out on the left-hand side to Brock at the 31-yard line. And that's a gain of about seven, maybe eight on the carry, the reception. You're making good yardage on first down. Second down, three yards to go for the Lions. 9.50 remaining to go in the half. And Excuse me, in the third quarter. Prather, that snap, but he got it, handed it off to McKenzie. McKenzie takes it inside the 30, down to the 28-yard line where he's close to the first down. And it will bring up third down and less than a yard. Nine and a half remaining in the third. Turner out wide to the left. Handoff goes to Gifford. Gifford up the middle to the 25. Broke a couple of tackles to the 20. Down to the 18-yard line. A gain of about 10 on the play for Gifford. And another first down for the Lions. He runs really hard, Dave. I'm really glad he's on our team. Well, Coach Hopperton said once he hits the field, he may not come (laughs) off. And he's getting to that point where he is moving himself up the depth chart very quickly. Prather is going to throw the ball into the end zone. He's got Turner. Turner bobbled the football, but did he come down with it? No. They're going to, well, did he or did he not, Chuck? He didn't, but they're going to call interference against Hiram. But if he caught the ball, it's a touchdown. No, he didn't He didn't come down with it. Didn't come down with okay. it. Okay. Got his hands on it. Almost made a, a great catch, but uh, the interference probably stopped the touchdown. And? Now the call from the referee. Boy, he cannot figure out this on-off switch. (laughs) I mean, when we had it against us, he was pointing against them, and he wanted to point against us there. We spent ten minutes trying to get this official's microphone worked into our mixer board before the game, and this guy can't figure out how to turn a switch on and off. We need to see his electric bill. So it's first and goal for the Lions from the three. Prather, handoff up the middle to Gifford. Gifford spins off a tackle into the end zone, and they're going to say he's down about the half-foot line. Wow. Yeah, well, just give it to him again. Boy, I thought he spun into the end zone. Lions again, hurry up offense. Prather running it. Gifford in the backfield. Handoff. Gifford off the right side, broke a tackle, and that time he got into the end zone from about a half yard out. And most backs don't break that tackle, but he broke the tackle and spun right into the end zone for a Lion touchdown. Lions now lead at 48-14. And they'll bring in, who has turned out to be Mr. Automatic today, Kyle Farfsing. Yeah, and the one he missed last week was kind of partially deflected, so Kyle's been really consistent so far. Don't want to jinx it. Nope. (laughs) Good snap. Kick up. Kick is good. 
8.32 left to go in the third quarter. Your score from Schuler Field in Cincinnati. It's the Mount 49, Hiram 14 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Official investigations and security services in Cincinnati is your official provider of investigative surveillance and process servicing, uniformed, armed, and unarmed security services, executive protection, and bodyguard services. Official investigation and security services is not only licensed in the tri-state area, but also Georgia, Tennessee, Michigan, West Virginia, and Texas. Not only private investigation services, but also mobile notary public services and more. Call Official Investigation and Security Services in Cincinnati, 844-263-3424. Think better. Feel better. Be better. At Iron Sharpens Iron, 5229 Montgomery Road in Cincinnati, train with passion and purpose. Be challenged by the three core principles, strength, core, and cardio. Make yourself better mentally and physically. Iron Sharpens Iron provides a fun and effective fitness training that you'll love. Try one of their six different programs, the Iron Circuit, Early Burn, Thrive, The Good Fight, Trinity, and Super Saturday. Ready for a better gym experience? Get to Iron Sharpens Iron today, 5229 Montgomery Road in Cincinnati. Farsing will kick it off for the Lions. It's a deep end-over-end kick that's going to be taken in by Hiram's Tucker Marmash. He's just going to fair catch it, so they'll get it at the 25. Okay, Dave, in volleyball, we ended up winning that match in four sets, so they're getting ready to start against Concordia. Great win for the Lions. College football, Georgia 31, Ball State nothing. Ohio State 28-7, that's in the second quarter. Penn State 35-7. Notre Dame 3 nothing. still in a delay. Baylor 10-3, Kansas State 10 uh, 21, Troy 10, and, and Colorado jumped Deion Sanders 13-0 over Nebraska. Is he? <laughs> uh, you know, you, you almost got to ask the question, is he actually coaching the team or is he just their chief motivator? I think he's their chief motivator, but he's getting it done. But he's darn good at yep. it. Tejada starting out for Hiram, first and ten from the 25. Hands it off to Hoskins, and Hoskins takes it right up the middle, out to the about the 27, gain of a couple. Imagine him being at your kitchen table trying to recruit. Wow. Would you ever get a word in edgewise? Tell you, I'll tell you a story after this play about him. Well, we've got it. The official, the side judge, blew his whistle, came walking in, and now says, okay, what I thought I saw I didn't see, so we'll go back to playing. Second down, seven yards to go. Ball to 27. Tejada, oh. in the flat. intercepted by Starks, and he's gone. Yep. 10-5, touchdown, Lions. Yep, there's a little quick out. He read that like a book. Easy pick six for a touchdown. Nice read there by Deshaun. Deshaun Starks with the interception. He's got two on the year. Had a pick six last week that they didn't count. They didn't yeah. count. Yep, he's preseason All-American, so. Very nice job there by Deshaun. So the Lions now lead at 55-14. That's good. you got two defensive scores. Everybody's getting involved today. Last time these two teams faced each other was back in 2002, and the Lions won that one 51-0. Today, it's a 41-point advantage. Farsing again. Low snap. Prather got it down. And Farsing, no good. Missed that one. 
So there's 7.36 remaining to go in this third quarter. Your score? It's the Mount 55, Hiram 14 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Repairing a sewer line in your front yard can be costly and unsightly. Say goodbye to excavations and unsightly nuances in your front yard by calling Neiman Plumbing for all your sewer repair needs. Neiman Plumbing can repair your sewer line by using their trenchless, no-dig sewer repair. Say goodbye to having to repair your lawn. Neiman's trenchless sewer repair involves installing a liner inside the sewer line to prevent future backups. Call Neiman Plumbing, 513-851-5588 for your trenchless, no-dig sewer estimate, or visit them online, neimanplumbing.com. Do you need to break free from chronic dieting or disordered eating? I'm Tanya Fosnacht-Jolliffe, a proud MSJ grad and the author of The Mindful Me Journey, a 40-day guided journal toward a healthier relationship with food and exercise. I wrote this journaling program to help people identify their eating behaviors, discover their emotional triggers, and learn how to break free from diet culture for good. If you're ready to break free, visit Amazon today and order your copy of The Mindful Me Journey. Well, the Lions have jumped out here 55-14, to 14, Chuck. They've done exactly what they needed to do all day long, and that is just keep their foot on the throttle. Yeah, special teams, offense, defense have all been involved, and it's, it's really good to see. We were kind of hoping slash expecting this, but uh, to go out and do it's good. Well, speaking of hoping, we'll be at Hope next week in Holland, Holland Michigan. 1 o'clock with the kickoff next week. We'll be on the air at 12.30. Kickoff by Farsing is a low line drive kick. It's going to be taken in by Marmosh. Marmosh to the 20, 25. Cuts to the middle of the field. And he is going to be dropped near the 28-yard line. So that is where Hiram will take over. Lucas Luster with that tackle. To finish my Deion Sanders story real quick, Chris Sexton, who's a personal friend of mine, I coached. He played the major leagues. He was a teammate of Deion Sanders when he was here with the Reds, and he said Deion off the field is totally different than Neon Deion. He's actually kind of quiet, and he's kind of reserved, and you never – he's like two people, you know, Batman and Bruce Wayne, Deion and Neon. But he said he was a great guy. I would would believe it. After being prime time for so long, you need to be quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Veg out. Zero. Once again. Wonder if you see people are you're, you're Five, kicking themselves for not hiring one, Dion. Seven, Florida State. Seven, first zero. and ten. Ball resting at the twenty-eight yard line. Brumbaugh in motion from tight end. Fake handoff to Hot is going to keep it around the left hand side, and he's going to be hit right at the twenty-nine yard line and dropped right there. Boy, he took a pop on the play by the Lions. Well, they're going deep onto the – that, that was Ross Bays. Bays from Golden Gate, yep. Florida. Freshman, yep. 6'4", 220. Yeah, it was a heck of a hit. Well, I don't know how in the world they're saying he got to the 30, Chuck, but they got – they gave him a two-yard gain on that. Forward progress, Dave. Uh, oh, forward progress. <laughs> well, that's the, not the definition of it. Pass goes out to Brumbaugh, and Brumbaugh takes it across the 30 out to the 33-yard line. I'll tell you, all the lo- sudden the Lion defense is swarming to the ball. Third down, a long five. And it's good to see other kids get involved because, yep. you know, they're going to hit the field at some point in their career in meaningful minutes. And this gets some opportunities to be seen on film. No question. Which is, you know, coaches just love to have that opportunity. 
Fay can't off, but Tejada drops back. Throws Always it up the open. left side. He's got Hereford complete at the 45 of the mount, and he's going to be bounced out of bounds at the 39. Boy, nice catch by a Hereford. Yeah, we dropped coverage there. Safety got over there a little bit late. 28 yards on that reception, Chuck. Yeah, third and long, and nice, nice throw and catch. Sun has popped behind the clouds here. There wasn't any rain expected. Doesn't look like any rain clouds. Now moving in motion to the left-hand side, Hoskins. Handoff Hoskins. Takes it off the right guard, and he's going to be stopped right at the 38-yard line. The last two or three series, they've done a lot better job stopping the run. They've hit us with a couple big pass plays, but we're stopping the run a lot better. 5.42 remaining in the third quarter. Lions up 55-14 to Hiram. They're not giving up. No, they keep playing. That's what you should do. Tejada moves Brumbaugh in motion to the near side. Lions come with the blitz. They throw up the field, and it is incomplete. Tried to get the ball on the play to the outside receiver, Tristan Mollahan, but just came up short on that play. Yeah, as I continue to say, when the quarterback rolls right, he's throwing down the, you know, either an out right or down the sideline right. Very difficult to stop and throw across your body. Unless you're John Elway. Unless you're John Elway. And as a Raider fan all those years, boy, that hurt when he would make them crazy plays. Oh, please. <laughs> I mean, he was. I was a Browns fan during <laughs> yeah, that time. Yeah, you lived through it too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Third down, nine yards to go. Ball at the 38-yard line. In Mount Territory. Here comes the Mount on the blitz. And they throw it up the left-hand side to Green, and it is incomplete. Yeah, really good coverage there. Andrew Pierce right on him. Uh, yeah, they're going to go for it here, but that was really good coverage. Well, Green went all the way over to the screen on the far side past the track to get the football. Now he's got to come back on the field. I think i to let somebody else go after that ball. Fourth down, nine yards to go for Hiram. Ball at the mount. 38, Tejada with Hoskins to his right, puts Hereford in motion to the near side, drops straight back, looks upfield, he's going to throw it to Hereford, he's got him wide open, Uh, and Hereford dropped the ball, had the ball in his mitts and couldn't come down with it. Another breakdown in coverage there, he ran right by us on fourth and long, that can't happen, but fortunately for the Lions, he, he just dropped the ball. And we've got... 75 for them is really upset. His helmet, I guess, got yanked off or something, and he's looking for a flag, and he didn't get one. Did not get one, and the Mount will take it over. Five, Ted remaining to go. Or was there a flag? No, No, they're just putting it back to the original line of scrimmage. So the Lions will take it over at their own 38. First and 10. Ari Turner is in the backfield for the Lions now. LaFrange, the tight end, key wide left. Handoff goes to Turner. Turner spins away from a tackle, cuts it to the 40, dropped the football, can't find it. Hiram got it back. Hiram dropped on the football. All Turner was doing was changing hands with it, and he dropped it, going from his right to his left. Yeah, um, that was one of them, unfortunately. He, was tr- he spun out, he broke a tackle, had a nice run going, and uh, coughed it up, and now they've got excellent field position. Hiram has it back at about, well, just four yards shy of where they were. Yeah. 
back to the 42-yard line. Well, fortunately for us, if you're going to turn it over, turn it over when you're up 55 to 14. 5:03 remaining. Ball at the 42-yard line of Hiram, and the Terriers will break the huddle over on the far side. So get up and yell for your Lions. Back into the ball game, by the way, is the right tackle, Donovan Mills. Remember, yep. he left earlier with what looked to be like somewhat of a concussion, but he's back into the ball game at that right tackle position. Tejada out of the shotgun with receiver spread. Looks to his right, now rolls to his left, looks upfield, gets hit, tucks under. He's going to just put his head down. He's going to be hit right at the line of scrimmage and maybe picked up a half yard on the play. Yeah, really good pressure there. Lions came with an outside blitz and uh, bottled him up. He's rolling to his left, and clearly he doesn't feel as comfortable throwing across his body like that and uh, just tried to pick up what he could. He got, like you say, maybe a half yard at the most. 4.35 remaining, third quarter. Lions leading at 55-14. Staying in the backfield is Hoskins. He's been the primary running back. Hand off Hoskins. Runs the sweep around the right side. Now cuts him behind the right tackle. Up inside the 40. Drop down at the 38-yard line. Gain of four. I don't want to date myself, but that looks like the old Green Bay Packer uh, Jim Taylor sweep around the right side. Him or Paul Hornig. It's exactly what it looks like. Leaving the ball game is Jason Oprizic. Oprizic from Wabash. Freshman. It's like he sprained his right ankle. And he comes off the field. Third down, six yards to go for Hiram. Lions showing blitz. Now they drop back. Dropping back two is Tejada. He's going to throw it. Goes up the stairs to Green, and it was knocked away and incomplete. Green could not come down with it. Green took off his helmet. Now he'll have to leave the field. Because yep. he took off his helmet. Really good coverage there by Andrew Pierce. One-on-one right down the field. He's right with him. Got up and kind of knocked it away. He's having a really good ball game. So we got fourth and about six. Fourth down, six yards to go. 3.39 remaining. Tejada looking things over. He'll... Step back now. Keeps Hoskins in the backfield with him. Trips out to the far side. Dropping back to Hada. He's going to throw it on the fade, and it is incomplete. Boy, hit he, the hands of Hereford, but couldn't pull it in. He almost stuck it right in there. That was a heck of a throw. I mean, right up against the sideline, really barely. And it, he, almost, he almost caught that ball. I'll tell you what, if Hiram keeps their head in it, they're going to pull off an upset in the NCAC this year. Yeah, they, they're going to score some points, I believe. You know, you're right. They, they've got some skilled guys. And we talked about from game one to game two is the most improvement. And for them, from middle of the second quarter to now, they've really shown a lot of improvement. They have. Prather's still a quarterback. He drops back, looks to his left. Now he's going to run the ball to the right-hand side. Spins across the 40, out to the 42, maybe the 43-yard line. That'll be a gain of about five for Tyler. Yeah, good decision there. His initial receiver was covered. Uh, protection broke down. He, he got a gain of about four or five yards, so good decision. So he gained about four on the play, second down. Eh, we're going to say five. 
Looks like he's got a second down and five yards to go. Ball straight across from us. Prather looking at Caleb Coral. Now they move Holt out of the backfield. Holt That's a lot got of the ball knocked away. Looked like it got tipped it at did. as he threw it. No. Now the officials are going to, are they going to spot it back yeah. where it went out of bounds? I, I think that's a lateral, yeah. I thought it got tipped. Well, it did, but I think it was still backwards when he threw it. I think it's the right call. I didn't really like that play. It was slow developing. and I don't like the call. Well, okay, we're going to, I think it was the right call. I think it was, it was tipped. You're, you're right, but I think he threw it backwards. Boy. Anyway, they're going to spot it back to the 36-yard line. Dropping back Prather on third and 11. Throws it out on the left side. Complete the key at midfield. He's going to be hit and dropped at the 46-yard line. That'll be a first down on a 16-yard reception. I can tell you, great throw, wide open. We, we found a good receiver there, Dave. Yep. He's going to really contribute as the year goes on. And he's fast. Yep, he is. He, that, that, well, they're playing way off. I'm afraid he's going to run by him. Trips out to the far side for the Lions. We're going deep under our roster here towards the end of the third quarter. Prather, the backup quarterback, getting a lot of playing time here in the third. Handoff up the middle to Holt. Holt keeps his legs churning, spins forward, gets it down to the 38-yard line after a gain of about three. Some of these guys may end up playing in today's game, and they have a JV game tomorrow against, I believe, I want to say Hanover, that might have been last week, but they have a JV game here tomorrow, so some of these guys will play in back-to-back days. Second down, seven yards to go. Prather out of the pistol with Holt right behind him. Rolls out to the right. Prather throws over on the right sideline. Complete to Omar Porter near the first down marker. He's got it at the 35. First down for the Lions. He did a nice job getting his feet in. Check that. That was Michael Hunkins. Hunkus with the reception from Hilliard, Ohio. Freshman, 6'3". Yeah, got to love it. Hilliard, Ohio, right outside of Columbus. 142. Got one away from Capital there. Yeah. Dropping back Prather. Prather throws it up. He's got Hunkus again. Nice catch by Hunkus on the sideline. Got his feet in and carried through with the catch at the 20-yard line. That was a heck of a catch right there, boy. Last up. Uh, Caught he, pass he caught, he kept his feet in and with a nice job there and a nice catch there. So, again, we keep rolling these skill guys out. Just got word that that pass from Prather that I thought was tipped was not. Okay. Prather throws over the middle to Hunkus, threw it behind him, and Hunkus almost came in with it, but it got knocked free and knocked away. Well, I'll be honest with you, when I saw it live, I thought it was tipped a little bit too, but the, whether it's tipped or not, if it's backwards, it's going to be a lateral. So I thought the right call, but well, now wait a second. You can't tip the ball and it go backwards. No, no, no. It, he was throwing it backward because it was on the side the way he was rushing. At least though, that's the way I saw it. I love it when you and I fight. <laughs> Minute fifteen left to go. Your wife likes it too because it takes an <laughs> argument away from her. Pass out in the flat. Hunk has caught the ball inside the twenty at the twenty. Make it the seventeen-yard line, and that's a three-yard reception. Boy, Hunkus and Key today have come in here, and they're showing themselves something. Yeah, like you said, guys get opportunities, show what you can do, put it on film, and then all of a sudden the coach is like, hey, this guy, he can play too. Yep. 
You know, practice is one thing, and clearly they go by that. But, boy, in a game, it's nice to be able to shine. 41 seconds left to go. Prather, fake handoff, rolls to his left, throws into the corner Uh. of the end zone, intercepted. Pass he never should have made, and the interception is brought down by Tavantas Rivas, his second of the year. Ill-advised throw. He was just covered, really covered up, and just tried to force it in there. And that's, you know, I'm sure he feels bad, but he just can't make those kind of mistakes. 32.1 seconds to go in the third. Lions with a 55-14 advantage. They'll be 2-0 heading into Hope next week. D3 football, I was telling you this during before we went on the air today, D3 football is calling next week's game one of the big games in Division Three football. You love to hear that, you know, when your school's name's mentioned amongst all the schools in the country. So that's good news. First and ten, ball at the 20-yard line. Excuse me. Tejada, hands off right up the middle and breaking it to the 30, 35, 40, and breaking it all the way out to the 41-yard line is Saki. Saki takes it out to the 41-yard line. They're going to spot him at the 42. Clock continues to run. First down, 22 yards on the run by Saki. Tejada out of the pistol. He's got Saki in the backfield with him. First and 10. Tejada will run the option to the right side. Pitches it out to Saki. Flag down on the play. Saki gets hit at the 43, Chuck, and he'll be dropped right there. But uh, It's got to be holding, Dave. I don't know what else it could be. Well, it will be a hold against Hiram. So they'll back him up. The quarter will end. There's only three seconds left. <laughs> well, for the life of me, that mic for the official will not work. For whatever reason, too, in the last couple of years, it seems like we always have difficulties with that. And I know they test them and do all those things before the game, but for whatever reason, it just... Just not not working. 3.4 seconds to go. Hiram still with the football, and it'll be first down. And call it 20. Yeah, the quarter's over. And that'll end the quarter. So when we come back, Hiram will have the football. Moving into the wind, first and 20 to open the fourth quarter. Your score of the Mount 55. Hiram 14 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Prepare your lawn organically with safety and peace of mind by calling Pure Lawn Organic Lawn Care in Cincinnati and Dayton. Pure Lawn Organic Lawn Care is a family-owned lawn service creating beautiful and healthy properties. Pure Lawn's treatments are based on natural and organic materials. Cheaper chemical lawn programs weaken the grass and roots. Pure Lawn feeds your lawn a healthy diet of plant nutrients by using 97% less chemicals. Pure Lawn Organic offers free service calls. Pure Lawn Organic Lawn Care is the leader in Cincinnati and Dayton. Call today, 513-787-3529. 
The George Nickius Agency is a full-service company that offers auto, home, life, and commercial insurance needs. George is an independent insurance agent, which means he can customize your personal insurance needs according to the carrier that best represents you. By having access to many companies, George is able to help your family achieve what many agencies cannot. That's multi-policy, multi-car, paid in full, and over 55 discounts. The George Nickius Agency, serving the community since 1986. Call George today at 513 513- 733-1255. And today's ball game has also been brought to you in part by Neiman Plumbing at 513-851-5588 and the Mount St. Joseph University. A.J. Neiman, who's the president of that company, uh, played uh, minor league baseball, was a quarterback at University of Cincinnati back in the 80s. Do you have friends <laughs> that didn't play baseball? I mean, uh, oh, maybe one or two. Did you? like feel alone when everybody left to go play baseball and you didn't <laughs> just kidding you as we open up the fourth quarter of play handoff up the middle goes to Saki and he's going to be hit behind the line and drop for a yard loss yeah they they really got in there on that one and dropped it like you said dropped it for a loss so we got second and really long chuck you look at this schedule throughout the rest of the year for the lions you got hope then a week off then manchester comes to town then I go to Defiance to do the game, and then we come back home for Anderson. But it's the last four games, three of the last four are here at home. Yeah, that's... Dropping back, Tejada throws out into the flat. Nice bubble screen oh, to hire him, and he breaks free across the 45 into Mount Territory across midfield and brought down at the 48-yard line. And the catch and run, great job by Tristan Mollahan. Yeah, it looked like they were going to get him behind the line of scrimmage. Nice block, and, boy, he got almost all of it on that. Third down, gain of 19, and it'll still be third down and two. They're going to put him down right at midfield. Yeah, four down territory, I would think. Tejada with Saki to the left of him. Hand off Saki up the middle. He's got the first down. Inside the 50, down to the 47-yard line, Chuck, gain of three. First down. Yeah, you know, again, we got some backups in, but this is good experience for them. It looks like, you know, Hiram's sticking with their starters, which is their prerogative, uh, you know, trying to create as much positiveness as they can going into next week. And, you know, like I, we said, they've done some good things. First and ten, Terriers, ball at the 47 of the mound. Tejada. With Saki to the left of him. Check it. That's the backup running back, Hoskins. And Tahada keeps it around the left side, then tosses it out to Brumbaugh. And Brumbaugh takes it inside the 35 and dropped at the 33 yard line. That's going to be a gain of 14 and another first down for the Terriers. Yeah, one thing I noticed on that play, they had some receivers blocking down the field before the ball was thrown. I think the officials might have missed an offensive pass interference there. Now they've got places to go, people to see. Yeah, yeah. Miles to drive. (laughs) 13 minutes to go in the ballgame. We'll get some scores here at the next break. With it, Tejada drops straight back, rolls away from the rush, out to the right-hand side, tucks it under, inside the 30, 25, cuts the sideline, 20, and he's run out of bounds at the 17-yard line. That'll be a gain of about 16 on the play and another first down for Hiram. They're finding something to do, finding an identity here for Hiram. They are. I, you know, the quarterback's doing some nice things, and, and he got around a couple of our guys. And, uh, yeah, they, they're going to walk away not feeling good. They lost big. But, you know, there, there's some positives they can build on. Hey, when you're 
kind of at rock bottom. You got to look for some positives, and I think they're going to take some positives out of this. I agree. With it, Tahada. Ball at the 18-yard line, first and ten, and he'll hand it off, and it goes to Hoskins, and Hoskins takes it to the 15, and they'll spot him inside the 15 at about the 14. So that's a gain of another four yards. Hoskins taking his time getting up. Tackle on the play by Ross Bays. We've called his name a couple of times today. Yeah, he's done a nice job. Um, you know, we're, we're kind of you know 12 minutes to go, and uh, you know, kind of in that period of just like kind of let's get it over with, but yet these guys want to play and, and uh, show what they can do. You know, the first half seemed like it took forever, Chuck. Yeah. The second half is breezing. Don't jinx it. Tejada <laughs> with Hoskins. Fake handoff. Tejada keeps it around the left-hand side. Cuts it inside the 10. He's going to dive forward down to about the 8. Nice little run there by Tejada of 5. Yeah, I like what Tejada's doing. Again, we, we said early in the game he made some bad decisions, some bad throws, but yeah, he's going to be okay. He's from San Antonio, Texas, McCollum High School. Oh. 5'10", 165 pounds. Home of the Spurs. 11.15 to go. Wondering how Hiram is getting all these players from out west. Hoskins now switches to the left-hand side. Tejada looks over to the sideline. Playcock down to five. Now resets the offense. Down to two. Gets the snap. Hand off Hoskins. Hoskins off right tackle. He takes it inside the five. He'll be dropped at about the three. Maybe the two. Yeah, first and goal here. You look at Hiram's roster, which I really didn't do before the game, but looking at the stats, I mean, we already talked about one kid coming in from Utah. Now you've got somebody from Texas, California. First and goal. Ball on the two-yard line. Tejada off to Hoskins, off the right side, and... Was it Hoskins or Tejada? Hoskins kept it, I believe. Hoskins kept it for the touchdown. So touchdown Hiram makes it 55-20. to 20. It's the most points they've scored in a game this year. Of course, they've only played two. And coming in is Miller to attempt the extra point. Miller, the senior. He... Is from Monroe Falls, Stowe, Ohio, just a little north of Akron. Miller, ball is down, kick is up, and the kick is good. 10.25 left to go in the ball game. Your score, it's the Lions 55, Hiram 21 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. BSN Sports is the official athletic supplier of Mount St. Joseph University. If you need anything for your team, league, or complex, contact Scott Lawson of BSN Sports today. BSN Sports is the largest local sporting goods provider in town. They manufacture bleachers, benches, netting, foul poles, padding, goalposts, sleds, football dummies, and screens. And if it has to do with your athletic complex, gyms, courts, weight rooms, baseball and football fields, track and field, or outfitting your teams, call BSN Sports today. Scott Lawson, 513-702-5646. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. 
And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community. Open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Miller will kick it off for Hiram as they are down on the scoreboard now, 55-21, 10-25 remaining. Chuck will take a look at some top 25 scores coming up after this kickoff. And the kickoff by Miller, high end-over-end kick that is taken in by one of the upbacks. That's Luke Valerio. Valerio is going to cut it to the 50, 45, 40. Cuts inside to the 35. There's a flag down all the way back to the 40-yard line. Yes, yeah, so coming think, back. Yeah, it's going to all go for naught. Really good return, though. Nice to see that. Valerio, a wide receiver from Fisher, Indiana. Freshman, 5'10", 147. Boy, this freshman class is showing <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I tell you, Dave, going into next year, we lose a lot of guys on offense, so these guys are probably going to be playing meaningful minutes next year. While the referees sort this out, let me give you some scores. Georgia, 45, Ball State, nothing. Ohio State, 35, Youngstown State, 7. Penn State, 49, Delaware, 7. Notre Dame, that game is now back in. They're leading NC State, 10-0. Baylor, 13, Utah, 6. Kansas State, 28, Troy, 10. Colorado and Deion Sanders, 23, Nebraska, 7. Clemson, 7 nothing, And uh, the Mount women continue in the first set against Concordia. They won 25-19, and they lead 4-2 in the second. 10-15 to go in this ballgame, 55-21. Prather, the quarterback. And fake handoff, throws it out into the flat, incomplete. We have got wholesale substitutions. That was Noah Harvel. The intended receiver from Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Yeah, that went through his hands. That's that's got to be caught. So I'm sure he feels like, ah, oh, my opportunity. I dropped the ball, but he'll he'll get another one. He'll catch the next one. That's what we always used to say. Get the next one. You know, I keep kidding. It's the I-75 corridor that the Mount yep. recruits at. Hiram. It looks like they're going down I-80. <laughs> Second down, ten yards to go. Hand up right up the middle to the 40, out to the 43-yard line <laughs> on a nice run, quick running. By Johnny Reger. That's a good run. He popped it. The, the umpire got hit there, and he got knocked down, too. So, nice run. Nice hole by the offensive line there. Reger going semi-home next week to Buchanan, Michigan. Is where he's from. First down, gain of 11. Reger in the backfield. Prather throws out to the left sideline. Complete at midfield and dropped right there is Miki Jean-Baptiste. From Kissimmee, Florida. Yeah, with this depth chart, we're not going to need two deep. We're going to need about four or five deep for the rest of the game. But it's good, to, great to see all these kids getting an opportunity to play. No, I agree. It's fantastic. I'm just glad they make numerical rosters yes. for us to go by. Reger moves from the left to the right of Prather. Dropping back, Prather, heavy rush. He's going to get hit and dropped all the way back to the 35-yard th line. First sack of the day, or is that the second by the Lions? Yeah, I think it's the first. They, they blitzed up the middle heavy. We just couldn't protect it, and unfortunately, Tyler had no chance to throw it away. You hate to take you know big sacks like that, but there's nothing he could do. 
Clock running, 8.53 left to go. Got a little note here on Hiram. Give you this after this play. Dropping back third down and 18, Prather. Prather steps up. Oh, he's, he's got it. up the right side. He's got a receiver complete at the 40 to the 35 where he skipped out of bounds near the 35 at the 37-yard line. That's Noah Harville. Great protection that time by the offensive line. Tyler had all day to throw him, made a great strike down the line. As you said, pulled in for a, a first down. Big game. Third, first and ten. Harville with a nice catch, nice throw by Prather. Receivers out, split out as the Lions go spread offense, shotgun. Prather drops back on first and ten. Throws out to Harville again, and he's got it inside the 35 to the 33-yard line. That's a gain of five again. Yeah, again, I can't say enough good things. Coach Coral's offense, the way he dials these patterns up and, and plays. Guys are just consistently open, and, and you know, most of the time, Josh and now in this case, Tyler are executing these plays. 7.50 remaining. Second down, seven. Prather, good protection, oh. throws up field, and it's way over the head and incomplete of the intended receiver, Michael Hunkus. Yeah, a little miscommunication there. This is, four years ago, the Terriers scored 21 points in only one game. These seniors already matched that from their freshman year and their second year. So they are bringing in some players to this football program that are making an impact right away. Handoff, Rager right up the middle for the Lions, takes it to the 30, to the 29. Another four-yard game by Johnny Rager. Be about fourth and two, Dave. I love his name, Chuck. It's like a cartoon <laughs> character on Saturday morning. Yeah, what was the one? Was it Johnny Fever? That was the WKRP guy, no, wasn't was it? A, yeah. And I feel Johnny like a, Quest. Yeah. Remember Johnny Quest. Yep. And I feel like there was another Johnny that was I a cartoon, agree. but I can't think of it. Rager's like the cartoon character yep. on Saturday morning. Yep. Boom. With the cape on him, he's running right behind Danny Mabit Center. Fourth down, two yards to go for the Lions from the 29-yard line of Hiram. Rager out in motion. Prather throws out to the left side, complete to Harville. He's got the first down at the 25. Yeah, nice route, nice throw. Threw it low where it couldn't be picked off, and nice job there. Under seven minutes and running. 55-21 the mount. This has been easy, but a lot better game than I actually thought it might be. Prather dropping back. Looks to his left. He's going to throw out to the left, and it's complete to Joe Key inside the 15. Nope, now they're going to come in and say uh, it hit the ground. Key didn't know they didn't know. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's not happy. I mean, neither is the coaching staff of the Lions, and they're looking at the back judge like, what were you looking at? Key thought it was a completion and now slow getting back to the line. He's had a nice game. He has. Second down 10. Now there's a hold up here. No, there's no instant replay, so I don't know what. Even though, you know, that's coming to Division Three at somewhere down the road. Second down. Ball at the 25-yard line. Prather took the snap, looks down the middle. Uh, He's got a receiver incomplete. That was key. And breaking it up 
defensively was Keenan Markell Newsom. Yeah, that was a good play. It was almost picked off. He threw now, a little late there. Now take a guess where Newsom is from. Uh, well, if it's I-80, uh, Pittsburgh. Well, I-80 goes west, too. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, and believe me, if you go I-80 west where this guy is coming from, you're swimming most of the way. Oh, wow. He's from Hawaii. Oh, jeez. Third down, 10 yards to go from the 25. Dropping back, Prather looks down the middle. He's yeah. got a receiver. That's Harville, and he got hit. Oh, now they're going to call a penalty on Hiram. I'm not sure I agree with that. Uh, I don't think so either. I mean, it, he threw it in a three guy, you know, triple coverage. It was high, and we're kind of getting bailed out here. Maybe it was an unnecessary hit or something, but I don't think it was pass interference. No. Anything, he couldn't have caught it. No, for sure. They're talking, and while that would be in favor of us, I, I don't see that at all. I, I don't see it either, Chuck. Yeah, let's see. But they're looking at the ball and where it's spotted, yep. so I think they're going to go ahead and go for it. And they will call it. Yeah. They're Personal foul. So that's what it was, an unnecessary hit after the throw, because that couldn't have been pass interference. I don't know why he's continuing to explain it. The mic isn't working. <laughs> and it's not like he can't tell the mic isn't working. Yeah, he would know by now. But, yeah, that makes a little more sense. I didn't really see a, you know, a, a blatant personal right. foul there. But, but Take yeah. it down inside the 15 to about the 13. See Rieger run the ball a little bit here. There you go. Rieger off the Rager. right side, right up the middle. That's inside the 10. Look at that. To the 5, spins to the 4. That's great running, Dave. He's running with purpose. He sure is. That's you know, Let's run the ball in here. Look at these guys hurrying up and getting to the line of scrimmage. <laughs> they want a chance to score here. Six minutes and running left to go. Hand off Rieger off the left tackle. Down to the 2, to the 1. He'll be brought down right there inside the two-yard line. Yeah, it's good running, but really nice job by the offensive line opening up them holes. He's got some nice holes to run through. 5.59 remaining. LaFrange is coming into the ball game at the tight end spot, but that's only because I think the Lions only have two tight ends on their roster. Yeah, left tackle Nathan Bieber has been opening up some nice holes over there. 5.50 remaining. Prather with Rager, handoff Rager, left tackle, got hit at the one. Boy, he's really close. And they'll spot him down inside the one. And it's second down. And it'll be a short yard to go for the touchdown. Now Key is coming back into the ball game. I say give it to him again, but... I agree. Let's see what happens here. 5-10 and running. Taking their time. You know, they're down under 10 seconds, so they better get the playoff. Prather, second down, goal to go. Ball at the one. Low snap. Handoff Rigger into the touchdown. Lions! Rigger with his first touchdown of the year. And the Lions have eclipsed the 60-point mark. They now lead at 61-21. Boy, Dave, I keep feel like I'm saying this, but I really like our skill guys. I mean, our three and four and five guys are, are really good players. we got a different kicker coming in here now for the extra point. And let's see who that is. 
Is that 93? Yeah, I believe that is Jasper Damewood. Damewood, 5'9", 209 pounds from Blanchester. 455 remaining. Damewood kicks it up, and it is good. 453 remaining in the game. Your score now, it's the Mount 62, Hiram 21 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Sometimes circumstances require the services of a private investigator. And when that happens, contact Official Investigations and Security Services in Cincinnati. They specialize in surveillance, insurance fraud investigations, workers' comp, witness location and protection, accident reconstruction, and stolen auto and construction equipment. Official Investigations and Security Services also provides mobile notice services throughout the tri-state area. So for your needs, call the best. Courtesy, professionalism, experience, and results. Official investigations and security services at 844-263-3424. My mom used to take Logan and I to Skyline. Since I got my driver's license, now he makes me go with him all the time and drive him there. I come home and he's just like at the door and he's like, can we please go to Skyline? I'm like, Logan, chill. We just got home. But it's fine with me because I love it too. Because it's like the one place that we actually have like a conversation. And it just became like something really special for us. And now we do it all the time and we just love it. Skyline Chili, 5137 Delhi Pike. Dave Mitchell, Chuck Murray, right back here at Schuler Field, where the Lions lead at 62 to 21 this afternoon over the Hiram Terriers. Chuck, just looking at this very quickly. Eight, 12, 13 different receivers have caught a pass here today for the Lions. As a coach, you got to be ecstatic over that. Lions kicking it off. It'll hit at about the 10, 5, and bounce into the end zone for a touchback. A, you're spreading the ball around. B, a lot of guys are playing, which means C, you're probably winning big. 294 yards in passing yardage today. Rushing yardage, 186, which is a lot better than what we had last week against Baldwin-Wallace. For sure. And, and, you know, actually I think if we would have went more to the running game, and I'm not criticizing, we you know, we're a passing team, I think we could have ran it close to 300 yards. Total offense for the Lions, 480 yards on 80 plays in this game. Hiram, 75 plays, 350 yards of total offense. I think my Colerain math would mean that's six yards a play for the Lions. 480 divided by 80, right? Six six times eight, 48, I think. So yeah, that's, but that's pretty good. The improvement that Hiram has made from first game to second game is tremendous. Just 136 yards in total offense last week against Heidelberg. Looks like they got a new quarterback in here. And we'll get who that is in just a second. The new quarterback coming in for Hiram as he throws an incomplete pass is Jaden Jennings. He's a southpaw, it looks like. Southpaw Jr. 6'4", <laughs> 245 pounds. Always a big quarterback. He looks more like an offensive lineman than was, a quarterback. I was going to say a linebacker playing quarterback. Yeah. That pass was incomplete. Second down, 10 yards to go. And the handoff goes right up the middle. And dropped down at about the 28-yard line is Jaden Jennings. Or, excuse me. That was Isaac Cervantes. Cervantes from San Diego, California. <laughs> yeah. I'm leaving the beautiful weather of San Diego, California, the beaches and everything else for yeah. the summers of Hiram, Ohio. 
Dropping back, Jennings. Looks upfield, rolls out to his left now. Tucks it under. He's got it at the 30, across the 30, out to the 33-yard line. Well, I'll tell you, when he hits you, he hits you. You're not kidding, boy. He's like a fullback back there. I assume they're going to go for it here, fourth and less than a yard. Yeah, I mean, what do you got to lose? Got it out to the 34-yard line. Heck, I just let him run it again. Yeah, I just put him <laughs> under center and yeah. let him go. Nobody goes under center no, anymore. I'm, it's crazy, isn't it? It is. Fourth down and a yard. You're starting six yards away, uh, and he, the Lions jumped, and that'll give that's what they Hiram wanted. first down. What? Well, it was fun. You know, actually, we could have gotten back, but then Hiram jumped, and yeah. now let's see what they're going to call. I think you've got to make the call against the, yeah, the mound. Yeah, you do. Yeah. yeah. I, 328. We'll, yeah, we'll never know if they were going to run a play. I, you know, they would be on the old try to get them off sides, and it worked. So that, that should really never happen on. That'll give Hiram the first down. My old middle school coach used to say, you watch the ball. Penalty called on the Lions. Five-yard penalty. Move the ball to the 44-yard line. 328 Five remaining. Next week, Hope. 1 o'clock kickoff, 12.30 with the pregame show. Chuck and I will have it for you. First down 10 from the 39. Jennings drops back. He's going to throw the ball. Oh, there's going to be oh. almost intercepted. Oh. oh, the Lions had it right in their pocket and couldn't come down with it. That was Eric or Austin Adams. Dave, that was another pick six. Boy, he knows it too. He's like, ah, boy, right in my hands. He's... Holding his helmet like, ah, that was my time to shine. The freshman from Lancaster, Kentucky, will never have an easier yep, one. That was a pick six. Second down. Ten yards to go from the 39. Jennings with the RPO. Hands it off right up along the right-hand side and drop for a two-yard loss is Cervantes. Back to the 37-yard line. That was Cole Grigsby. Nice play by Cole. Got off his block and made the, the solo tackle. Three minutes to go in the ballgame. Clock continues to run. Lions will go 2-0 for the second consecutive year. They've won 12 consecutive regular season games. Dropping back Jennings. Rolls out to the left now. Gets his balance. Throws it upfield. And he's got a receiver. It's complete at the 30-25-20. Dropped right down at the 20 yard line and that is Jarius Green who's still into the ball yeah yeah we called him in the first half nice play there he rolled out to his left was a lot of pressure and made a nice throw on the run Jennings now gets them up to the line of scrimmage 220 to go in the ball game he's got Cervantes to his right handoff Cervantes off right tackle inside the 15 to the 14 yeah, what you want to try to do, if you can, you want to force the left-handed quarterback right if you can because it's a lot easier throw rolling to your strong side. But uh, he made a nice play on that previous play. Second down, four yards to go after the gain of six. Yeah, we're under two minutes, Dave. Second down and four. Jennings drops back. Got Cervantes on his right, ball in the middle of the field. Green is out wide to the left-hand side. Jennings fake handoff. Rolls to the right, and he pitches it. Good to tackle. the tight end, cuts it down to the 10-yard line. That's Umar Kasim. Kasim from Willoughby Hills, Ohio. 
That's a first down for Hiram, so it's first and goal just at the 10-yard line. A minute 25 to go. The clock momentarily stopped for the first down. Now he's going to wind it. So the clock will move. Yeah, I'm sure Hiram, Hiram would love to get in here. 62-21 Lions. Jennings, fake handoff, stands into the pocket, throws into the middle, and it is incomplete for Green. Threw it behind him. A minute nine to go. See Josh Taylor down there on the sideline, Chuck, with his shoulder pads off. Yep, he had a nice day. And that's when it's tough with the, yeah Joey Newton his stuff's off. It's you know when you're you know trying to build statistics for all American stuff, but it's hard if you only play a half. But clearly the Lions did the right thing. Well, we're not the only one that doesn't, but you know that right has to play a half. Jennings is going to cut it around the left hand side and then the ten oh to the five. He's like a truck. Gets it inside the five to the three to the two and the entire Mount defense minus one. It took to take him down near the two-yard line, Chuck. I think they may have found their next fullback. Boy, he's a load to bring down. He's only a junior. Yeah, I would think about maybe giving him the ball out of the, uh, you know, the eye from, especially in short yardage situations. Well, you wonder if they just don't go back to the eye formation, put him in yeah, front of the running back, right. see what he can do, or right. tight end. I think that's what's going to happen right here. First down and. Third down and goal, excuse me, from there the one. He he's going to keep it himself. Off the right side. Is he in? No, he's just shy of the goal line. But they, they're going to call timeout. One more play, and they want to get in. 21.8 seconds to go. No, they didn't call timeout, so it's running. So they're going to hurry up and try to get one last play. I'm surprised in. they don't call a timeout. Yeah. Fourth down, goal to go. Same Jennings play. took the snap. Around the right side, he's going to get hit behind the line, and he's not going to make it into the end zone. Lions defense holds, and that will turn the ball over to the mount with eight seconds to go in the game. You know, it really didn't make a difference, but, I mean, I'm running that guy straight ahead. Why would you run him wide? Just get him straight ahead. It would be tough to bring down. But either way, nice stand by the Lions defense. Good win today. Um, Going to go 2-0 and again, like you said, for the second year in a row. Good feeling. Nice home opener. This will be the 12th regular season game that the Lions have won over the last two years. So, I guess we got a new quarterback going to take the knee, or what is that? See, that coming in will be Ty Humphrey. Yep. Humphrey, the quarterback, six foot, 222 sophomore from Knoxville. He's going to... He really can't take a knee yeah, because he's, he's, his ball's right at the two-yard line. Gonna hand off, I guess. He's going to hand it off inside. That'll do it as they run the ball right up the middle with Rager. Takes it out to the four. Two seconds, one second. That's your ball game. Put this one into the left-hand column as the Lions win it here this afternoon by a final score of 62-21. to 21.